today on the program. Isn't it wonderful? I'm going to jail. It's it's a wonderful life. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me today is the loose knob to my railing, Anthony. <laughs> that's I was th- I was wondering if it's going to be something with angels to your bells or something like that. No, no that's good. No, the loose knob to the railing that fits. That's right. <laughs> Just, uh, it's so so comforting and angering at the same time. <laughs> you definitely when you're railing, you knock my knob loose for sure. <laughs> Oh, also with us, we have Elise. Hey, guys. Hello, and Manny back. Hey, guys. What's up? Thought you could get rid of me, huh? Never. You're nah. you're like herpes. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. That's right. Yes, sir. First time on the show, longtime friends, Jake and Alana. How are you two doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm so fucking tired, man. I got home at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, Alana is fully powered by caffeine and mimosas right now. Excellent. Hell yeah, that's that's, that's how we do it here me. on the rewatch. I still party. argue I had the best wake up call today. You got woken up at the same time most of us are going to bed, though. So that's <laughs> that's different. That's not I my think. fault. Well, you're right. You're right. So yeah, we that would be your fault. I didn't wake you up. Are you a drag queen? No, I'm, no, no I was going, just going to bed that early sleep. or at that hour. Or... Thank you, Manny. I missed you. I missed you backing me up. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so we interrupted our regularly scheduled alphabetical order because this is our Christmas special. Yay. Yay, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Man, fuck Merry Christmas, Christmas. y'all. Oh, great. I'm a December baby, dude, okay? We don't like Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Because this counts as, this counts as both your Christmas and your birthday present. Great. Oh, so dude, I can be disappointed same. twice <laughs> at once. Perfect. That's how it goes. My niece has that same complaint every year. She's the same way. Uh, my sister-in-law is December 26th, so she really mm. gets screwed Oof. over. But Jake, you're a New Year's Eve baby. Yeah, that's I am bad. New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get that's hit my New bad. Year's Eve and my birthday at the same time. It's I mean, you just get double drunk. You yeah, just, you got an excuse to just get extra plastered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been a little intense sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I well, hate it though, right? It's like uh, I'm trying to go out and celebrate my birthday. Try telling a bartender that it's your birthday on New Year's Eve. You're not getting a free drink. Like well, those guys are busy. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't back just it up with really it. Cute. Maybe I'm not pretty. So happy. I'm not pretty enough. Bars. I know my son was his birthday is December thirtieth. 
And I was like so nervous that he would come after the first year because I wanted that tax. I wanted that tax break so bad. I was like, come on, yeah. buddy. Get out here. <laughs> oh, that's my, uh, what his parents told him. You gotta push yeah, it. You my gotta mom push had it. the doctor induce labor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know I need this deduction. I know you got yeah. a few more days, hon, but uh, we're gonna just induce you early because that money though. <laughs> I got a New Year's Eve party to get to. Let's get this baby out. <laughs> Kind of like me. I wasn't born. I was removed. That's when you have a C-section. I was removed. <laughs> so, uh, have you guys yeah, done an that's alien a, That's a growth. So, yeah. Yes. A growth. Yeah, I, I got evicted. <laughs> I, got it. I, wasn't, I was a growth. I got evicted. <laughs> like, this is coffee. Wow. They're like, it's no, an intense, that's like out. That's like an intense cyst, man. Jesus. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of, I just celebrated two years being cancer-free. Woo! Hell yeah! That's nothing. Ooh, I'm yeah. 43 years cancer free. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Today we are talking about "It's a Wonderful Life" from 1946, directed by Frank Capra, written by just a whole lot of people. There are fucking more more writers on this movie than stars. It's, it's fucking long. insane. This movie did not need any writers. It, it shows in the runtime. Oh my god! Yeah, the 1946 movie over two hours. That's pretty insane. Yeah, that's pretty insane. It's like Came Return back from of the, the King, but no action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. You you get back from war and you're like, I'm bored as hell now. Like I need a two hour movie. Yeah, I I just need to listen to Jimmy Stewart do this for over two hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just get get right in there in your chair and get all comfy. I got a I got a long story for you. I do the Jimmy Stewart talk in the bedroom. You know, sound a little. <laughs> you really know you're giving it to him right when you're. I know, a little like Sean Connery. <laughs> no, yeah. Manny, goddammit, it, don't you dare! No, I want to hear it. I haven't heard it. Come on, Manny, Manny give me your sa- best. That's what that sounded like. That's what it sounded uh, like. You got to listen to our Highlander episode. Manny Sean Connery impression is well, it's bad. Awful. <laughs> uh, it was that impression oh, that got me to rewatch the movie. It was like <laughs> I need to just go back and verify. <laughs> Manny's really good at doing bad impressions. All right. Oh, hey, Bane Bane works. I'll take Bane. (sighs) Sound like if Bane had a learning disability. (laughs) (laughs) Special needs Bane. Do you feel in control? (laughs) Yes, actually, I do. That's actually a pretty good Bane by Manny there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, impressed. I'm impressed. That's the it's first like good impression I've heard. Paul Rudd and I love you, man, where everything sounds like a leprechaun, but everything Manny does sounds like Bane. <laughs> it's okay. Everything Jake does sounds like an old Jewish chain-smoking woman from Brooklyn. Like, hey. specifically that. That is incredibly specific. <laughs> Don't be calling me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mensch. All right. Uh, so, the, so this movie opens with a bell ringing, which holds a whole lot of significance if you've ever seen this movie before. Um, one thing I will say about old Hollywood, this is the golden era of Hollywood, right? But the start of a movie was a fucking spectacle. Now it's like, oh, we're just going to cold open. So maybe they won't realize that they're watching a movie, even though <laughs> they paid, paid for a ticket and sat in a theater and all that. But we're just going to jump right in. And be, oh, holy shit. I'm actually in Iraq or whatever, you know. <laughs> After eight title cards for every fucking production yeah. company that was on it. Oh my yeah. god, uh, so many fucking title cards. But this, like, yeah, you but get. We love our. Production we do love our production companies, companies especially Universal. <laughs> that old Universal logo. <laughs> that guy loves it. Um, you trying to get sponsored? Yeah. <laughs> Always trying to get sponsors. Uh, no, but this has like all the cards, like 
you know, you get a couple of actors per card and you get the music and like the start of a movie is a whole fucking thing. Uh, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's nice. It's kind of warming a feeling I feel. Yeah. 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 Didn't it's a good guy do like a, a gag about that? Like which ones when the actual movie starts, as opposed to like the, the, whatever you call this, the production company stuff. Yeah. Oh, each one has their own. You're like, oh, the movie started. Like, oh, nope. It was just for yeah. whatever production <laughs> yeah. company. Yeah. Oh, no, here it is. Oh, no. Nope. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's well, just it's another production. Like, well, it's kind of remind, it kind of reminded me of, you know, the mini Pixar movies you get before the Pixar movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you do. I, I do like that about Pixar. You always get a little extra. They give you, they give you a little short, little secondary it's movie. It's always movie. such a sweet one. It's always so heartwarming. I like me some heartwarming stuff. <laughs> this yeah. one didn't have that. Part, yeah. part of me thinks it's just them being psyched that they finally figured out the technology to put like text over a photo. They're like, we got to do this shit. Oh, yeah. No. Like, yeah. All of the shorts are actually them like practicing a new like animation like breakthrough that they've had. Oh, you're talking Pixar. He was talking the old Hollywood title yeah. card. Oh, fuck. No, that's a. Uh, Not only it, am I deaf, like I'm a, dumb. <laughs> No. It's like a nice little uh, <laughs> laboratory for your experiment, the little uh, Pixar yeah. intros. Yeah. Uh, what was the last last one I saw was the woman who raised a little dumpling like it was her kid and yes, then ended up bow. eating it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fucked up. Yep. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. They eat it at the end, right? Yeah. No, like, he turns yeah. into a, her son. And then son. he ends up being her son, yeah. Yeah, but I'm she saying off camera, son. like, he definitely gets eaten later. He definitely gets eaten. Yeah. She gets so mad but that she like, just eats her how, son. how, though, and by whom? By mom. She gets out the chopsticks and goes, fuck you, kid. And he needs. I, I think I've seen that Pornhub video. Yeah. <laughs> Stepmom. That was definitely step. That, that Gotta step make it word legal. has yeah. a lot of heavy lifting. I still want to so. get like a, 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 what, like a Pixar movie <laughs> where it seems like it's going to be sweet, but then it turns into like full on Nightmare on Elm Street. Just randomly, doesn't seem like your style. Pixar movie, just yeah, to, that, just to just to let children know that not everything is sweet. You, you know how they did the whole uh, we invented an entire new science so that we could do snow right in Frozen. I want to see that for blood. That's right. Ooh, yeah. And they could do vampires, and then they'll be like, "Here you go, Stallone, because you're using CGI <laughs> blood in every movie you make now. At least make it look fucking look real. Man, as long as they still got them dump truck asses, I'm in. Pixar does like a booty. Ah, uh, Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Incredible is stacked. Uh, Aunt Cass is. You should have seen Mrs. her. You should have seen her text chain. The, the new generation. <laughs> yeah, Aunt Cass. Yeah. Who's that? I don't know who Aunt Cass is. Uh, big Hero Six. Uh, oh, yeah. she's got man, the, big old, the big old cleavage and a dump truck. And ah, a, and she one. makes hot wings that will melt your face off. <laughs> so anyway, it's a wonderful life because of <laughs> Dude, Pixar. <laughs> Pixar asses. Talk about this yeah. <laughs> and this is a long one. We better strap in. Yeah. Uh, so we but, open up on in, not on. Oh. <laughs> All right. Why not both? <laughs> yeah, why not in. both? <laughs> why not both? Strap in and strap on. Um, all right. We you open up it. on Bedford Falls, uh, and it's snowing. And a nice little bit of trivia here. Films prior to this movie used to paint cornflakes white and throw cornflakes around as snow. That's probably how Frosted Flakes came to be. Yeah? They're like, these fuckers are delicious. Fun, fun. <laughs> Put some lead paint on it. Yeah, just- Dead birds everywhere from eating lead paint, <laughs> cornflakes. What, what are we going for, Elise? I was gonna say, fun fact: they still do that on film. They oh, do. Well, damn. Yeah. Th- this movie okay, changed so they do that. that when they're 
because cornflakes are loud as fuck when you're throwing them, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And Frank Capra was like, well, I, I got to record dialogue somehow. So they used fomite. What's that? Is fomite. that basically super asbestos? I think so. But yeah. they, it's a yeah. firefighting yeah. chemical. So yeah. they used fomite and mixed it with soap and water. And then just pumped it at high pressure through a wind machine. And then everyone got melanoma. And then, well, that's how Jimmy Stewart died. No, no. Um, chemical poisoning would explain some of like the dialogue in the date scenes later. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, all. there's some that's weird a- dialogue. <laughs> yeah. um, but they six thousand gallons of this fomite shit were used, and the effects department received a class three scientific technical award for the development of the new film snow. How long did they use it for? I imagine they still do, still but apparently to this day, sometimes they use cornflakes still, I guess. But I, cornflakes were originally invented as a anti-masturbatory thing, weren't they? Yeah. yeah like Kellogg had some real weird. Or no, it was um, granola. Uh, granola. There's an entire series of grains invented by a bunch of different people to try and keep kids from masturbating. It was like a thing in the 30s. Isn't yeah. that kind of masturbatory That's... in itself? They're like, we're doing so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Kellogg was just jerking it the whole time. This will stop this fucking yeah. kid. I'm corny. Oh, I'm corny. I'm corny. I'm corny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to frost those flakes. <laughs> Mr. Post is over here putting out beat your meat flakes. <laughs> Bop your bean loops and stuff. Are Bop you going eat some corn flakes? Yeah. Hey, kids. You like jerking off? Hey, Have kids, some are flakes. you horny? Instead yeah. of a toy. Isn't that the that movie up. The Road to Wellville? Yeah. The whole thing about that? God, yeah. that movie is fucked up. He's like making people take a shit and examining their stool and then... Oh, man, weird seems normal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is actually a th- yeah. Doctors uh, do, you, do that. Do you guys not have like text chains with your friends where you just trade logs? No, <laughs> you, just, you take a. Oh, snap my brothers a log literally do that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a coworker at one point that was like. Apparently, he thought Snapchat was exclusively used for sharing his poops. So hey, he, that's kind of harmless. There, there's to... a lot of shit well, on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, but I would rather get surprised by boobs or something than. Here's the shit I took this morning. Great. Okay. But then would you rather have surprise shit or surprise dick? Stallone's over here like, hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone's like, Why wait, not wait, both? wait, they do that on Snapchat? <laughs> you say Snapchat shows poop? <laughs> Let me get that out. <laughs> do, do they have a glass table filter? Yeah, is there a glass table? <laughs> well, the, the, the phone screen acts as the glass table in that case, He's I just guess. Just laying on the floor with his phone over his face looking at turds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snap me somebody snap me please just, oh god I need it <laughs> hey honey we got any more than frosted flakes or what alright so anyway we're two minutes into this movie yeah. um, as we go around Bedford Falls you know we're kind of getting the establishing shots of the whole town we're getting voiceovers of all these people praying for George Bailey you know dear god save George Bailey oh my god George Bailey he's the greatest guy ever but he needs help and whatever. He never thinks about himself. Everything he does is for everybody else. And the last voice is a little kid saying, something's the matter with daddy. Please bring daddy back. Jesus. <laughs> like, just coming out of the gate swinging movie. Fuck. <laughs> it, it's like galaxies talking to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we get to see the stars and the stars are like flashing and that's angels and heavenly bodies talking to each other, which... 
Uh, sure, why not? They communicate by flashing. As as yeah. an as an yeah. entity for NASA, I would like to say that that's totally totally factual. Yeah, I I, I think yeah. I saw a Futurama episode about that. Yeah. Right. We that just don't like to true. talk about it. That means it's true. Mm. I mean, I, I found the galaxy shot to be cutting edge. It took 20 years before Star Trek started to do like the, the, <laughs> that's. I kept trying to put myself in 1946 and just like, have you ever heard that? Uh, there's like a tweet or something that says in one Cool Ranch Nacho Dorito, there is more nacho cheese flavor than a single peasant in ni- in the 1300s would have ever experienced. <laughs> and that's how I feel about the space shot. Uh, yeah. It's just, this is the coolest shit in 1946 right? oh yeah dude they're galaxies talking to you holy shit <laughs> i feel like 1946 technology beat clash of the titans technology hey you you fucking stay your tongue <laughs> <laughs> i said what i said and i ain't taking it back i'm uh, <laughs> the only person apparently who likes the old 80s clash of the titans with harry hamlin and medusa and the kraken and that whole I've never seen it. it. Is it very oh, like Conan the Barbarian? I uh, ish. It's like Greek mythology and really, really bad claymation monsters and so still better than the oh, new Clash. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, way yeah. better than the new Clash of the Times with Sam Worthington. Why? Why does Sam Worthington <laughs> keep getting work? Because he's Worthington. <laughs> he's not worth Worthington. <laughs> any tongue. <laughs> so anyway, we yes, yeah, so the stars are talking to each other, and it's like. What? Well, it looks like we'll have to send someone down there. A whole lot of people pulling for this George Bailey fella. So that's the thing. It's not you praying. If everybody prays, it takes at least 20 people for heavenly bodies to finally go, all right, I guess we'll do something. I didn't so know that if uh, I... soul saving operated on a punch card system. but like, a, that's, Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like your subway card. <laughs> yeah. If one get, more prayer and we'll save him <laughs> that's so like how up there he's like yeah though we gotta check out this George Bailey thing the other angels over there are like listen you guys need to look at what's going on in Germany right now and he's like <laughs> yeah. I said George fucking Bailey <laughs> yeah. do you know yeah. how many people are praying right yeah. now yeah. <laughs> nobody because this is you know uh, well this is the 40s I guess when the angels are talking about it I was about to say because the movie takes place between 1918 and, and 1946-ish right so I was like yeah both, both of them. All right, we're hitting both of the big German uprisings. Yeah, <laughs> and scooting right by them without. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least yeah. we kind of mentioned the second go around. That first one, yeah. Fuck France Ferdinand. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to talk about George Bailey. <laughs> you know, so. World War One had to happen in order to allow George Bailey to come to fruition. Oh, they're gonna say World War One had to happen so that we could have two. <laughs> can, I mean, yeah. You can't have two if you don't have the first one. This is one of the rare events where the sequel was way better than the original. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's there are, the third one's on the way. I don't uh, know. You succeed with the first one and you just get a way bigger budget for season two. You oh, know, that's, that's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> you know, that the third one's on its way and Germany's just like, don't look over to us. No, this one this one is not on us. This is not our fault. So there's a new director. Yeah, there's somebody else in charge. <laughs> a um, new director. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, okay, so they're going to send down Clarence. Clarence hasn't gotten his wings yet, and we actually get, no, because he's got the IQ of a rabbit. Angel's up there just insulting each other, like that fucking piece of shit angel. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Did you hear, did you see Bob last week doing that fucking miracle? That's a joke. I got out of this that once you're saved, you can just be as big an asshole as you want, which I do think yeah, is yeah. A, yeah. Wait, once are you, you saying get... that rabbits aren't smart? Because you can literally train a rabbit. 
<laughs> you can't train a rabbit. Can I, you litter I, train an angel? I don't think you can litter train Clarence. Like when we see him later, it's or yeah. just biblical accurate angels. Like it comes down oh, yeah. all eyeballs and wings. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god! <laughs> and, uh, Cl- Clarence has, this can't has contain a, me. Clarence well, has strong accidentally shit on the living room rug energy. It's yes, <laughs> he does. And, and Clarence, nobody believes he's an angel, so he anger poops in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you all. He's not biblically there. accurate because he's class two. Class. He's so a class two angel. Well, and right. what I don't understand is I thought angels were supposed to be like service entities. They're, we thought the same about Clarence the police. Is all like, <laughs> Clarence is all about me. He's like, well, yeah, but you guys, I, need I didn't me. realize that angels had a class system. Like there are, there are lords and peasants, and there's like a ranking system for Turns angels. Out they're all white, also. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I was like, have you seen Christians today? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, biblically speaking, there is an order of angels, but it's not like well, yeah, but they have, they just it's more like they have different jobs. It's like this this is the watcher. That's what they fucking do. Right. And then you got the, the the murderers, and then you know you got the the ones that appear in toast or whatever. But like, <laughs> they're, I, they're, they're, <laughs> I don't think that there's like a, a fucking peasant angel. <laughs> Poor ass angels. Can't yeah. Well, it's heavenly cotton going to pick itself. So get out there, Clarence. <laughs> they don't angry shit in the corner. They just have to shit in the corner. Oh, oh God. I'm so glad that this movie's bringing out this dialogue needed to happen. So, I do like they they call for Clarence and this little dot rushes in. So they get to be like spiral arm galaxies and poor Clarence is a fucking laser pointer. Yeah. <laughs> and the angel untouchable. Yeah. Tail. He's the peasant. Yeah. And so he comes in and they say it's exactly 1045 p.m. Earth time. So I guess omnipotent beings don't have time zones. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like it, there's a 24 hour mean. difference around the earth. You can't give it just one time zone. <laughs> well, it, where it counts. Yeah, in America, that's that's Earth time. Yeah, even Martin's got five of them. No, no. It's always New York, wherever, yeah. wherever I, George is. That's Earth. I got yeah. the strong impression that uh, Bedford Falls is close to New York. So, like, maybe we're with like half of America. It's the Eastern Seaboard, right? That's, yeah, yeah, it's so, yeah. We, we got coast? the Eastern Seaboard, and then yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, it's 1946. <laughs> California doesn't even matter yet. <laughs> Well, it doesn't anymore, I guess, if, if you talk to a Texan. They peaked in the 80s. <laughs> they peaked in the 80s. No, they peaked when they had Arnold. That's when they... <laughs> Agree. Yeah. Uh, God, I do remember Agreed, arguing with... arguing When I lived in L.A. for a while, I was arguing with a friend. It's like, you have Arnold in charge of your fucking state. I was like, yeah, well, my governor can beat up your governor. And he goes, <laughs> my governor can outspell your governor. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, okay. At the end of the day, but in which language? Most reasonable and intelligent. Yeah, yeah, but your governor could speak two languages. That's goddamn right. How many Mister Olympia titles your governor got? Yeah, none. (laughs) All right, Lou Ferrigno. Anyway, (laughs) so Minnesota's up here like, hold on, hold on. (laughs) What about uh, Jesse Ventura? We got Jesse the Batty Ventura. Now listen here, Minnesota. Minnesota. That's yeah. All right. So anyway. They're like, hey, Clarence, you got to go down there because George Bailey's going to kill himself. And he's like, oh, I better get dressed. Wait, <laughs> just hanging wait a minute. Balls what? out with God. <laughs> just like Anthony letting his testes hang out. It's hot up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Well, you are literally balls of fire. So Clarence, I get... please put pants on and go help this man. <laughs> <laughs> I find it weird. I have to ask you okay. twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like the Skype so call where they just this wearing... whole entire time. I could have asked Anthony to be wearing his pants when we podcast. Is yes. what I get out of this conversation. You can always ask. <laughs> <You can> always... <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean shit. I mean, I've asked a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I've asked a lot, and then I keep getting a middle finger. Okay, I got it. I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, he's trying to bargain. He's like, "All right, if I save this one person out of the millions, one person, can I finally get my wings?" And they're like, "Okay, I guess finally, you can be a real yes, Pinocchio. You can be a real boy." Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then also somehow they're like what the fuck are you carrying and clarence who is again a laser pointer in the sky is somehow carrying around the novel <laughs> tom sawyer it's like oh it's just tom sawyer why how is a how is a star carrying around a book and why does he give a fuck he, it's a long trip <laughs> asshole don't judge him <laughs> hey, you why, that one in particular he must really like the n-word yeah. <laughs> if if anybody is a strong argument for how dope it would be to be in hell, it's Mark Twain. Mark Twain is there, and you want to have a whiskey with that guy. True, him and Hemingway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiskey I'm, and more, I'm more of excited. To, I can't wait to have a conversation with Hemingway when I get there. Do you know <laughs> uh, how awkward it is to read Tom Sawyer when it has illustrations in it on the New York subway? No, I was, I was with you until, it was I was like you until New York Subway. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I just thought this was a classic. Like, shit, shit, You know, shit. you could just close it and be like, you know, I'll get I'll get to this later. I just saw this book and I was like, holy shit, Rush is that old of a band? <laughs> <laughs> well, they kept talking about wings. I was like, man, Paul McCartney, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's confused. Is he going to get to Earth by... No. All right. So anyway, um, I like they're like, all right, so you're a little bitch and you don't have wings. So they're going to help him out. And they like fucking throw him down to Earth. Right. But we're going to show you, George, he can't see Earth or people because he's bitch angel. So they have to like (laughs) projection screen. Bitch angel. (laughs) Hi, my name is bitch angel. Yeah, I can tell you've got no wings. Yeah. Uh, peasants don't have tv they have to read it to him like it's radio <laughs> <laughs> that definitely sounds like like your drag queen name you're like next up on the stage bitch angel <laughs> you come just sauntering out with your dress. <laughs> uh to go back to an old old rewatch party comedy bit bitch angel will be playing acl next year all right oh, so anyway shit. they had they turn on the old heavenly projection screen and be like all right so this is george bailey and, you know, they kind of slowly comes at folks. We see these kids sledding on shovels. The good yes. old days when you just got a snow shovel and use that as a sled. Fuck and yeah. then you get to the bottom and you immediately sledding. break your balls on the handle. Yeah, I, I had the same takeaway. Like, my testes sucked up into my gut when I saw that scene. They're kids. Their balls haven't dropped yet. Right? I'm not that young. We've got to do something about the American educational <laughs> yeah. system. Hey, y'all don't know shit about our reproductive system. Yeah, no, I, I sure I, do. I you, it's it's a it's a little room with handles on it. A what? A room with handles. A room. A room. Yeah, that, that's where you make people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, it is called the uterine wall, and that's that implies Give there's four of them. Give this man a fucking PhD. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
in idiocracy, I'd be the smartest man alive. All right. Oh, Luke Wilson idiot. was I mean... still around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I could win a debate against Luke Wilson. I, I'm putting you a Dax Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really Shut nice up. guy from what I hear. Shut up. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Baiting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the main kid on the shovel is George. And he was 12 in 1919. And uh, something happens here that uh, you're going to have to remember, Clarence. And I'm like, do angels have memory issues? Like, <laughs> you're showing him, here's a quick overview of this guy's life. Is he going to be like, okay, no, fuck. Now, what happened again when, you know, his brother almost died? I forgot completely about that significant event. I didn't event, take notes. Bet. Yeah. Clarence I thought, I thought I was Fuck, I'm a peasant angel. I'm illiterate. No, Damn he's it. the bitch angel. He can't do shit. Yeah, he's bitch angel. Bitch That's right. Again, look at his name tag. It probably has a yeah. stupid smiley face sticker on it, too. It, it, he can't write bitch angel. It's just an X. What's that magician? Like Chris Angel? Isn't that, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to put Chris on this one, God? He's like, no, that guy gives me the creeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's over there levitating or some shit. That guy's rapey. Your soul. Yeah. He is, he is a bit rapey. Um, so then younger brother Harry sleds down, but goes too far. You know, usually they just get to the frozen lake and stop a bit, but he goes way too far on the far end where it's thinner mm. and falls like a through. Dumbass. What a fucking idiot, kid. You got to pull <laughs> the handle. It's your break. <laughs> yeah. You pull it right ass. up into your junk. So anyway, he goes <laughs> into the water and uh, George jumps in and saves his life, but caught that cold infection that affects your hearing. And I was like, all right, so you're you're the big angels, you're the galaxy angels, and you, you you can't get any more specific than yeah that that one infection that affects your hearing. It's not important. We don't cure we don't cure illness here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't know the Latin name for it, but it's you know that bad one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing that kills all them kids at the hospital that we don't do shit about. That one, he got yeah. that. just took his hearing. Hey, nobody's yeah, praying for those kids. Yeah. They don't yeah. have a sandwich card nobody full of prayers for those kids. No. George Bailey though. Punch that sandwich card. The dead hospital kids are just Clarence's last wing attempt. Like, it didn't work out. (laughs) Oh, is that why they're called hospital wings? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to be here all day. Yeah, so... I like he. They're like, then after that, he gets a job for a pharmacist, and Clarence's like, what's that, a king? No, fucking idiot. (laughs) Fucking idiot. He's the guy that controls the drugs... So yeah, actually, yeah, he might be kind of in, in modern day. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one that controls the drugs. That's why so. He's like, oh, like a king. I'd be, I'd be like, oh, he grows plants that people eat because he's a pharmacist. Oh yeah, like that no, it's my... with a ph. I forgot your bitch angel. You don't know how to spell. <laughs> he's fat with a ph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Mrs. Incredible again. Oh God, I'm always talking about Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> it's weird that a cartoon does that to me. Probably not normal. <laughs> uh, it's normal. Me too. <laughs> I don't know if you're the guy uh, I should be taking normal advice. <laughs> oh, There's a whole tab on though. Pornhub about cartoons you can jack off to, so I think it's okay. Nick knows. <laughs> Nick would know. I know a lot of things. I know a lot about tabs. <laughs> yep. Are you the farmer? That one. <laughs> yes. I'll never forget the last thing he said was. Delete my history. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm not worried about my search history. Delete my calculator history. That's what's going to be embarrassing. It just says boobs on it. 
How many times does he have to add two plus two? Seriously. <laughs> Motherfucker can't even read a tape measure. So, all right. Then we find, we meet Harry Potter. Henry Potter, not Harry Potter. Jesus. <laughs> Henry Potter. Say, what fucking movie are we watching? Is the... The richest, meanest motherfucker around. And I was like, well, that's it's pretty weird for an angel to say. <laughs> but he is. Old I mean, old Potter's the biggest piece of shit anybody ever met. So now uh, George walks in, and this becomes a routine. You know, he walks in, there's this thing by the door, and he goes, I wish I had a million dollars, and pulls it, and it's just a lighter. They have a lighter on a stand right at the front door of a pharmacy because smoking is that common. I, I tried Walk to look into the up. building and then light up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. I Only don't know what smoking that thing indoors. is. Well, he yanks it, and it's a little flame pops up. It's like a a stationary lighter, complimentary public use lighter. Yeah, it's just a lighter. But how you does know. it connect to the wishing? Uh, that, I, I, that I don't get. That's yeah. something stupid that he did as a kid, and he does it again as an adult. I I don't know. I make a wish, light a smoke. I'm sure that was somebody's slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky strike. Make a wish. Have a smoke. (laughs) No cancer. No cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, cigarettes were healthy at the time. Right? (laughs) The healthier cigarette. It's got vitamin C and shit. So, anyway, when he pulls it... I guess this is a good time to mention that at least he gets to celebrate being two years cancer-free. Yeah. As we're talking about smoking. (laughs) Kind of makes me want to light up. So... um, So anyway, it's fine. go for it. George is just a happy-go-lucky super kid. There's some girls in there, and uh, they're all like teeing over George Bailey. He's quite the heartthrob for these. One is Mary, the other one is Violet, and Violet, oh, she's already a hussy. <laughs> Violet's like, I want George, and Mary's like, bitch, you want everything with a dick. Shut up, <laughs> thirsty bitch, <laughs> you thirsty ten-year-old. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> But you know what? I, was, I really understood Violet. I'm just saying. I was like, good for Violet. Violet knows what she wants. Go get it. Yeah, get fuck, some. Fuck those haters. George she probably Bailey will. Have to ask Violet to wear pants. Yes. <laughs> Violet, please put your pants on. <laughs> this is Again, a pharma- another thing I related to with Violet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a pharmacy for fuck's sake. You're going to get it in the ice cream. <laughs> Well, hey, at least she's already there. Pharmacy's also at the soda fountain. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go back to the get my Xanax and a soda at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Xanax flavored soda. Xanax flavored soda. Make make that. It's what uh, did Bieber in. You know, skip the middleman. Just, yeah, right in the. the Can I have a chocolate shake with, uh, I don't know. Prozac? Heroin in it. I mean, the Coca-Cola still had real cocaine in it. Yeah, it was 1919. (laughs) Heroin was a fucking headache treatment. Yeah. A very effective one. <laughs> uh, made, sure. made by Bayer, funny enough, who made a killing in World War II. Literally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow. Mm. <clears throat> so anyway, George, George is making old Mary a, an ice cream treat and he, he puts some coconut on it. She's like, Coke. I don't. I don't like coconut, and she's right. Coconut's disgusting. Smart girl. Uh, yeah. Fuck coconut. Fuck. I. Fuck that tropical Ew. piece of shit. Yeah. That sounded racist. Sh- you put the lime in the coconut. Sh- you put the lime in the coconut. And you drink a bowl up, but then you got to call the doctor and woke him up. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. 
That's what coconuts are delicious. I'm I'm done arguing about this. <laughs> <laughs> they make a shit. Coconut juice, that's way better for you. Like when you're dehydrated, you drink that coconut juice, that gets you right back straight quick. I would like just coconut. You know water, what else milk, helps? Coconut milk, whatever. More alcohol. That's right. I, I'll have more alcohol instead of coconut juice. Yeah. I'm with Mary Not on coconut. this one. Coconut coconut sucks. Yeah. But he goes off on this whole tirade. He's like, Do you even know where they come from? Look at this magazine. It's like, is this you're using a magazine to justify giving me an ice cream treat like this this kind of fucking weird it comes from here and there's beaches and there's all this shit you fucking idiot it's like dude i just don't like the taste of coconut could you just give me some ice cream and shut up with this fucking tirade but yeah you dickhole he's such a dick um he's such a dickhole but she goes i've never seen that magazine before he goes of course not only as cool fuckers get it i subscribe yeah. to it and you don't even know what a subscription is, you dumb bitch. You gotta be in the, what do you call it, the Explorers Club or something Yeah, like you gotta be in the Explorers Club. Yeah. That's how he finds out where D's nuts come from. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No, but, he's, he, no, but he, he doesn't call her a dumb bitch. But he is incredibly rude to her because she doesn't know about this one particular magazine. Like, kind of a dick. But then he leans down and she somehow still is like, into his bad ear because she knows he's deaf in one ear. He's like, I'm going to love you till the day I die, even though you're kind of an asshole. But this, <laughs> so is, this is proof that, <laughs> that negging works. If you neg a woman, she's going to want you until the day she dies. You just got to just well, gotta talk is, is, down to them, apparently. In the yeah, 40s, that's what made it work that with us. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Well, I nutted on her ice cream, and then I treated her like a freaking... <laughs> treated her like <laughs> shit, and then she loved me. <laughs> it turns out little bit of nut on the ice cream and yep that does it so he he it, it doesn't hear her love confession and he's just like i'm gonna explore the world someday i'm gonna have a couple of harems and maybe some wives like 1940s movies are fucking wild <laughs> he's like i'm gonna have a whole bunch of whores and i'm into polygamy sorry mary i this isn't gonna work out i'm just i'm gonna be too busy fucking <laughs> It's like That's, round about what he's saying. Yeah, no, no. I made a note here that his goals aren't far from my own. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think him and Violet are a better pairing, honestly. <laughs> Get out there and share it. That's what I said. <laughs> Both just so thirsty. Um. So, yeah, don't you just love hearing about all the bitches I plan on having when I grow up? That's that's what he's going here. So this old man peeks out. He's like, you're not being paid to be a canary. Um, which is a nice way to tell a kid to shut up. So I'm going to have to remember that one. <laughs> um, and so he's kind of upset. He's like, why is this dude yelling at me? But then he's like, sees this telegram behind the counter. Uh, this Mr. Gower is the, is the pharmacist. And there's a telegram that basically says, Mr. Gower, stop. Your son fucking died. Stop. Sorry. Stop. Crying. <laughs> I got good news and bad news. Stop. The good news is you can stop worrying about your son. Stop. <laughs> I, I read this as a workers' rights tragedy. Like, go the fuck home, Mister Gower. Take a day. You off. own the fucking business. <laughs> you can. You can just go. <laughs> yeah. Your son died. Shut her down Have some day. you time. Uh, no. no, we we just really need to poison some people. Yeah, today. but instead, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be so. I could dis go home, or I could stay back here in the back with the heroin and the cocaine. I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. Right? <laughs> good call. I'm going to hang out with the heroin and the cocaine. Potentially poison somebody. Yeah, so he's so he's trying to full uh, fill up a prescription as, while smoking, and uh, 
He's like, take these over to Mrs. Blaine. She's waiting. Well, George happens to notice that the jar says poison on it. The old skull and crossbones, poison in big it letters. Say you know? anything like, else why do you keep it's this poison? Just says poison. Why do you keep not, you know. these things together? Like, <laughs> why do you keep these things so close together? You, should this be on a top shelf or something? Um, yeah, this is a Looney Tunes gag through and through. This isn't anything that it would have an actual name on it. It wouldn't just be poison. Um <laughs> But he's asking some questions, and the man's just like, shut the fuck up and get out of here. So he's, uh, well, he finds out they got, he got diphtheria here. Is there something about diphtheria? I don't remember. I, I have a note about diphtheria. Anyway, <coughs> he takes off anyway with the diphtheria, I guess. So he doesn't go to Miss Bay or Mrs. Blaine to deliver the poison. He goes to his dad's business, which is the Bailey Brothers Building and Loan. And uh, Uncle Billy's there, and he's acting all pirate-like. He can't go in there. There's a squall. Um, <laughs> but then gets a call from the bank examiner, and he checks his fingers. And, you know, he's got strings. They will tie a knot around your yeah. finger to help you remember stuff. Mm. Definitely not working for Uncle Billy. No, he just got strings. Like, what the fuck were these strings for? <laughs> like, Why do I have string on my fingers? Um, so Uncle Bailey gets distracted and stops, drops the whole pirate. He's like the fucking dude from Dodgeball, just always acting like a pirate. Um, but George sneak, <laughs> yeah, sneaks into his dad's office who's in there arguing with old Mr. Potter because uh, Potter's whole goal in life is to get rid of the building and loan so he can run the whole town right he needs to run Bedford Falls uh, which we find out in our Back to the Future 2 Biff future that we get to in a minute Yeah. Um, but Papa Bailey needs to come with $5,000 which in 1919 is a hell of a lot of fucking money the entire national gross domestic product. <laughs> that's $3 billion. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but he can't pressure people on their mortgages. They've got families. Times are hard. And, and Potter's like, I don't give a shit about people. Give me money. You know, he's very Scrooge. Yeah. Very he's forward also like how they put him in a wheelchair. Very so forward like, thing. Yeah. Like, look at this. Dis the disabled people are evil. <laughs> the one disabled person. How, how do we make him look villainous? Well, put him in a wheelchair. Those people suck. <laughs> Closest thing to a minority in the movie. And they're like, yeah, he's going to be the bad also, guy. Also, this is upstairs. And 1919 was not ADA compliant. How the fuck did Mr. Potter get up these stairs? <laughs> I guess a litter. They put him on a litter and carried him up like a king, I guess. I <laughs> he definitely king has that friend. like carried on the shoulder. And well, he does have that dude that seat. does have a single line. He just follows Mr. Potter around all the time. So that poor guy had to carry him up the stairs. His orderly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's always dressed exactly the same as him. Did you notice that? He's always wearing the exact same outfit as Mr. Potter. Oh. That's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe they're a thing. Deeper than just an orderly. <laughs> Maybe it's his bitch angel. <laughs> i'm so rich i have my own bitch angel bailey do you have that no um so what we have the soul like don't be so hard you know you can't you can't even spend everything you've got you got more than you'll ever spend in your lifetime why do you need more and potter's like what i should just give it away to deadbeats like you and your fucking brother uh so it's a now we're getting very much you can't take it with you if you're familiar with that movie can't take it with you uh, another thing directed by frank capra starring jimmy stewart so mm -hmm. a little tie in there i never saw the movie version but i was in the play in high school hell yeah mm -hmm. here we go does frank, frank capra then just like have a hard on for rich dudes who suck i guess that's so. a common theme which is weird because i imagine as a successful director in hollywood in the 1940s he probably was a fairly rich dude some self-loathing there I yeah think. that's, that's <laughs> sorry, it reminded me that kurt vonnegut i couldn't remember his name when, nice. when, when asked about uh they were at a party and uh 
and the billion is a billionaire hedge fund manager. He's like, man, you know, you, you sold some books, but you'll never have the money this guy has from doing this stuff. And, and Vonnegut says, I have something he'll never have. He said, what's that? I said, enough. So oh, that's what this yeah. guy is like. doesn't matter what you have. You still need more. So, wow. Not to get nice poll. You can go back oh. to the. That was, we go back to, <laughs> I liked that. It was nice to get deep for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, I, I didn't know fart you had jokes. Okay, <laughs> back. <laughs> um, so George is trying to stand up for his dad. You know, he starts cussing out old Mr. Potter, but the dad's like, no, 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 you can't yell at the richest man in town. He can probably murder us. Um, so as the door closes, um, you hear some voices like, Dad and Potter still in the room talking, and you can't hear it very well. But the, luckily, I watch everything with subtitles, so you get to hear him. Like Potter's, like, "What the hell was all that about?" And the dad's like, "You just just fucking embarrassed me in front of my own son," you know. Um, so you standing up a bit, I guess. But George gets back to the pharmacy. Old Mister Gower's just sloppy ass drunk now. Just well, there's probably he's the pharmacist. There's probably some other things mixed in with the booze. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uppers, downers, and over thereers. Over <laughs> over yonders, over yonders. <laughs> he was the king of Bedford Falls for sure. Yeah, um, and he is pissed. Starts slapping George around. He's like, "You're hurting my bad ear." I, I mean, slapping you in the face, kid. I think you got other things to worry oh, about. Man, but... Get hit in the ear hurts like a fucking. Yeah, face, but it's already. It, it, it really does. It's a dead yeah. ear. What's yeah, fuck. Did you guys catch the the ear blood? There's specifically ear blood. There is ear blood. I have a a dead ear. It would still hurt like a motherfucker to get hit in the ear. Yeah, I ain't buying it. We'll put we'll put that to the test next time I see you. (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) Well, we gotta get. I mean, Potter can't feel his legs, but if you take a tire iron to it, it's still not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is for Potter specifically. Don't you do that, it Ricky Bobby? Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel my legs. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you ain't got no legs to tent, Diane. Um, all right. Yeah, but I don't have, he, he's, he's just, just like, my my ear not, hey, dude, stop fucking hitting me in the face. Like, I, I feel there's a, just a bigger thing you should be screaming at this old man. But and then, yeah, but then he's like, no, look, dude, I know you're upset. I saw the telegram. Your, your son died. I understand that you're fucking upset. All right. But. You fucked up and you almost poisoned people. So that's why I didn't deliver it. And the old man sees it and he said, breaks down crying and, and hugs George. He's like, all right, all right. I'm sorry that I hit you. Thanks for helping, you. Help, you, helping me not kill I people. when you make me hit you like that. Yeah. <laughs> why, did, why did you make me do this? The, this is also the first instance of uh, a weird theme throughout the movie, which is people putting their mouths way too close oh, yeah. to each other's mouths constantly. Just, not about that. Just creepy... <laughs> Creepy Biden kisses all over everybody. Yeah. Sort of fucking thing. George kissing Mary later, where oh, like he thinks yeah. her mouth is like up on her cheekbone. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't, it's like it's like in the room in the sex scene where he's like fucking her in the belly button. Fucking the belly button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like what? Again, we have a serious sexual education problem in America because <laughs> or maybe they're just really into that. Maybe they're into belly button stuff. All right. I mean, no king shaming. No king shaming. You can't judge a girl on how deep her belly button is. (laughs) Are we learning something about you right now? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to put my pants back on. <laughs> that's what did it. That's what did it. See, that's all you need to do, Elise. Just be creepier than them. Bring up your belly button. I wrote button. that down. Mm. I wrote it down. Gotta, gotta break out your slutting button. <laughs> oh, I like it. I want to get a t-shirt it. with my belly button on the outside. <laughs> Balls deep in her belly button. I don't know if that says something about you or her. You know? <laughs> I think it's a little A, a little B. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, this is exactly how I saw the podcast for It's a Wonderful Life going. I'm like, ain't no way we're getting away from belly button sex with this movie. <laughs> you know what? I, this. Every time I see this drunk old pharmacist beat the shit out of a kid, I think about teabagging belly buttons. <laughs> you will now. You will now. <laughs> so we cut to grown up George. We finally meet Jimmy Stewart. And he's wanting a suitcase. But no. No, it's got to be a bigger suitcase because I want to travel the world. I need the stickers to say everything. And finally, the angel pauses. And who's that? <sighs> Clarence, you fucking idiot. That's George. <laughs> the whole point of your assignment here. Yeah. And you, yeah. you, you got we one thing. We told you to take notes, you fucking idiot. God, don't make me regret putting you on this assignment. I swear to God. I swear to God. Um. Yeah. So... You know, we never, he never told anybody about the pills. Never mentioned that Mr. Gower almost killed a kid. Um, but did he ever marry or travel? Dude, watch the fucking movie, all right? Jesus, Clarence. <laughs> I hate That's when not- people try to ask <sighs> questions while the movie's still going. <laughs> Obviously, the movie's going to answer these questions. That's, that's what a movie does, unless it's Inception. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. The guy at the counter is like, haha, I'm just fucking with you, George Bailey. We actually all chipped in and got you this giant suitcase as a gift. And uh, this, he does the whole I wish for a million dollars lighter thing again. And he's got a boat ticket and he's just getting ready to leave town. And uh, the whole town is there to see old George Bailey off because George Bailey's got big dreams and he's going to leave town and then he's going to build things. And we get more into that later. Um, Violet walks by in a very tight dress. Like... She looks. She, she looking she, spicy. She's shutting that town down. She, yeah. she she's is. causing some wrecks. She's Salma Hayek's introduction in Desperado yes. type of. That yeah. But can you see your belly button? You cannot see your belly button. That's not allowed. Which is why no. yeah. you her butt but, was out. You, you could you could see her ankles. So yeah. yeah. You you show your belly button in like what is it nineteen twenty eight? They burn you for a witch. Yeah. Wife is just. <laughs> Hole right around the belly button. Just, just Every- cut a little hole in your dress, just to show. Like, oh, she's showing button, dude. <laughs> Hanging butt. <laughs> so vulgar. Yeah. Um, I feel like I need to go take a shower. <laughs> Whether it's like someone's like, "Oh, you look great," or whatever in that dress, and she's like, "This old thing, I wear this when I don't care how I look." Yeah. You wear that when you know exactly how you look. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, even, uh, the cop, the cop in town, Bert, Bert. even's like, uh, I better go home and check on my wife. <laughs> Make sure she's not jealous. Yeah. I, I'm either going to covet the hell out of that woman or I'd better, I'm going to go home and force my wife to have sex with me. The sexual yeah. undertones of this movie are There are a lot of very sexual under uh, uh, blatant overtones. There's nothing under about yeah, it. Tones. <laughs> they're just the tones. Yeah. No, they're just general tones. <laughs> <laughs> um 
So now we get another scene of a family dinner. So George doesn't get on, uh, doesn't what, leave. I can't what stopped him this time. Like what I, I think he's. Uh, pilot, I guess he, he's still trying to go. He's going to go soon, right? But like he's got to go he, see he his has, little brother's graduation. Yeah, he goes. There's a family dinner, and Harry's got to dance, and Harry's very inappropriate with their maid. Oh yeah, he's chasing her around. I guess yeah. yeah. That that is the Chase one example like of Benny the Hill in the movie is is that the the help was was a person of color. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> of course it's 1920s. And there's an Italian bartender, and I think that's about the only yep. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's a the lady at the end when they're all giving him money, but I mean, we'll get to that. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. That's, that's the maid. That's Annie. Oh, is it the maid? It's yeah. the same one. Oh, it was the wow, one. Okay. It's the same one. <laughs> it's a Hollywood movie made in the 1940s. You're allowed one. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's like an F bombing and PG 13 movie. You get one. Um, so anyway, George is having a quick chat with his dad, um, who's you know pissed off about Mr. Potter because he sucks. He, he hates isn't. everybody. Who isn't pissed off at Potter? But he hates us because you know. We've got what he can't have, which is he seemed really old too. Like when George was young, his dad seemed real. Like his dad started started late, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> you must have. Well, and I mean, Mr. Potter looked old as fuck when he was. Yeah, young, he just keeps so. getting older, and uh, pretty obvious, like bald cap slash receding hairline thing. That didn't hide that very well. This this movie definitely didn't win any makeup effects awards. You guys watch the black and white version or the color? Black and white version. version I watched, yeah. the, I watched the, the, the colored version of it because they have both of them on Prime. This movie's right. on Prime if you want to watch it. I didn't even know there was a color yeah, version. Yeah, they, they, color, they, color, they colorize color. it twice. Yeah. yeah, Man. The first one black and white. the first one was like in the 80s or maybe 90s and I don't remember but there was some issue with it and then they Kind of put it away and went back to the black and white, and then they tried it again. So there's been two different colorized versions. Yeah, so the, I've the, seen the black and white, but I watched the colorized one just to see, and it, it looked fine. I mean, it looked good. Is, yeah. the, is the bald cap way more obvious? Uh, to probably not. No, so. it, it looks like shit either way. You know, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and they actually had Jabba the Hutt moving around in this one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Potter> shot first. <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar. Uh, Jar Jar definitely shot first. No, fuck that gang. <laughs> Oh, George, me so sorry. Me so Hey, I love Jar Jar Binks when I was a you kid. You know, that explains a lot. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> well, there's like a theory about Damn. how it's actually like a, like a yeah, Sith. Si- yeah, yeah, he's a like, super badass. I, yeah. He's a Sith Lord. He's above Vader. Like, Yeah. I, I think I saw that YouTube conspiracy video also. Hey, you remember when we, we wanted to watch a 1946 black and white movie and now we're talking about Jar Jar Binks? I mean, you've been on the show before. You know that we never stay on course. I love this. <laughs> We're always outer course. We're never inner course. Yes. <laughs> always outer course. All right. So anyway, George is about to head off to college. Um, and then the, but the high, the school dance that Harry's got to go to is going to showcase the new floor. They got the new floor finished. And, uh, you know, George is like talking about, I'm going to go to college. And I'm going to build things. That's all he ever says. I'm going to build stuff. I'm going to build buildings and I'm going to build things. And great. You probably want to learn more about that before you try it. Just buy a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> they had erector sets at that time. Remember? No, nobody. Erector sets. I remember those. Yeah. They weren't like Legos, though. They're different right much different yeah because you actually had like metal pieces and mechanics that you had to put together they're they're harder you have a lot harder well a rector yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh so anyway anyway uh, 
dad's like, well, you can go out and go to college, but I want you to come back and run the family business. But no, I'm going to, you know, build things. Dad, I just told you that. So Jimmy Stewart had just gotten back from World War II. Jimmy Stewart took a break from acting to go serve a bit. And uh, first roll back, he's in his 30s. Um, so he's playing someone in their 20s because his character waited a few years after high school, didn't run right off to college. So he's not 18. He's you know 20s. But um, he's there is a line about how most of his friends have already finished college and he's just about to finally leave. But he still doesn't pull it off. I mean, he's like damn near 40 years old. I'm not buying it. You know, this whole movie is I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is the procrastination. The. Uh, motto i guess this this is the we we watch this at all of our meetings ah well we intend to <laughs> all right so now um we go to the the party right we get the dance and uh everybody keeps doing hee-haw like they hold their hand up to the side of their face and hee-haw at him and i don't because they do it again later when he's grown up and everything i don't what the hee-haw thing is. Did they ever explain why everybody always hee-haw I, uh, George Bailey? I read it as like the UT Longhorn thing, right? Like the hand oh. signal. Uh, like there's one college in all of America in this movie and they all go to it and their UT hand sign is hee-haw. Okay, it's yeah. a college thing. Yeah. Got it. I thought he was calling him a dumbass. I thought so too and I thought it was like at, <laughs> at his making fun of his bad ear or something and I was like, what does him being deaf in one ear have to do with a donkey? Man. That yeah, seems just as possible, so if not more. Yeah, are they just like like they're abusing figured, a disabled person yeah. the whole movie? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what this whole movie is about. Look at look at the villain. That's what our marriage is about. Yeah, that's what our marriage is about. Great. A lot is half deaf. Um, so we, we also, so am I. We we don't we don't want to be called disabled. We want to be called we want to be called deaf fucks. Deaf fucks. <laughs> <laughs> not hearing impaired or hearing capable. Uh, I'm mostly deaf in one ear, but that's completely self-inflicted. So, um, just trying to be cool, Nick. Yeah, well, rock bands. Yeah, quit trying to be part of the gang. Nobody asks you. I can't imagine what it's like to not be physically perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to imagine. (laughs) So, anyway, there's a there's a line about. Do you want some cream for that burn? At least I didn't really think I was physically perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a a joke. Um, Anyway, so there's a line about great idea putting the pool under the floor. George Bailey apparently had the idea, well, instead of having a separate building for your pool, why don't you just put it under your gymnasium floor there? and You don't have to build a second building. Like, oh, that's way cheaper. Great idea. Yeah. You're the man, George. You know what? You You should go to college and build things. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think i'll do that yeah so then he you're like you sound like an old-timey sean connery i mean it's <laughs> everything comes like back what jimmy yeah, stewart sorry. sounds like i guess so <laughs> i think i'm basing my jimmy stewart impression not on jimmy stewart but that old dana carvey stand-up special if anybody ever saw oh, dana carvey's yeah. first thing where he has a whole bit about jimmy stewart and katherine hepburn talking to each other and Catherine Hepburn goes off, oh, I've got a strap on my Oscar and I'll do you or something. And then he's Jimmy Stewart. I think she's flooded, but I'm, <laughs> I'm basing my impression on somebody else's impression of anyway. It doesn't matter. We're not impression known for our impressions here on the rewatch party. 
Um, I think you are. You're just known for bad ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think usually does a pretty good impression. The rest of it's not so much. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I really yeah. want to I hear Manny Jimmy Stewart. That's, you are. Yeah. Yeah. See? This Nailed is why it. I never do impressions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> so he sees Mary, who's on a date and dancing with someone. He's just like, nope, fuck you. And cuts, cuts right in there. Um, but then it's time for the Charleston contest. Oh, my God. Everybody dance in the Charleston, which Charleston just kind of looks like shitty American version of the uh, Irish dancing where you oh, just, like just swing your legs it's around as much as you can. And uh, it's, a ki- it's a kick in front and behind whatever foot is uh, right. It's the, the Irish leg dancing, yeah. but just a lot less organized. River dance. This is a river dance. Yeah. The whole Lord of the dance thing. Yeah. But bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the one where the, the Hobbit had to take the dancer to the volcano and throw him in. Right. Yeah. 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 Save all of their- <laughs> one does not simply da- no one all right. dance to control them all <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a completely different and, and more and in the pool bind them so uh this guy this random guy comes up because mary's date that she was there with is just standing off to the side being all pissed off because george bailey stole mary away and this guy's like hey you look pretty sour about that whole george bailey situation uh well, you know, he's the wise guy who decided to put a pool underneath his floor, right? And uh, that button you're standing right next to happens to open it, right? And George happens to be dancing right on the, the crack where it opens, you know? And uh, also, I happen to have the key. And uh, finally, it's like, who the you, fuck are you, dude? What are you talking? <laughs> you picking up on any of this, dumbass? <laughs> yeah, God, like, I don't know how to make this any more clear. And the day's just like staring at him like, <laughs> it's just so say something are you alive <laughs> can you imagine bitch ass angel in the background trying to figure this whole thing yeah. out yeah now who's that guy shut the fuck up Clarence <laughs> so when he finally goes oh open the floor make him fall in the pool got it so they do that and they fall in the pool and then everybody's they like dance around it for like a lot like everybody else oh, realizes yeah, yeah. the floor is opening and these guys got no oh they're just so lost awareness. in the moment yeah yeah they fucking eat your heart out Michael flatly <laughs> I'm not gonna it's lie. The I kind Lord of, of the it was dance. Adorable. <laughs> That's the Lord of the dance. Yeah, that reminds me of the Dennis Leary bit, making fun of Michael Flatley. He's like, last time somebody called themselves Lord, we nailed him to a tree, dude. You might want to fucking rethink your title. <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, finally, but it backfires because what happens in movies when someone falls into a pool? Everybody's like, yay, and they all jump in. He's like, oh, wait, here, take my cell phone really quick, and then they, you know. <laughs> Do do we think it's possible this is the first instance of that? Is it this like be. how the trope starts? This could yeah. very well be how the whole everybody just saying yeah and jumping into the pool. I like starts. how the old dude's like, "You kids get out of the pool! You get out of the pool!" Ah, fuck it, and he just jumps in the pool <laughs> with him. He's like, "Ah, this is sexy." You time. know, when in Rome. Yeah, and then uh, later the pool saboteurs jump in too, and yeah. I I thought that was a nice moment. It was well, they, like they had uh, to eat crow and be like, "Okay, yeah, well, pull off." I guess we'll have fun. <laughs> I guess we'll have fun. I'm not so mad about he, he can have Mary anyway. So, because he can have Violet, yeah, yeah, everybody can have Violet. <laughs> Anyone can have Violet. I hey. had Violet. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, really? What? She, was <laughs> she was 80 at the time, but yes, yeah. <laughs> even easier. Yeah, oh, she couldn't oh. run away. <sighs> I gave Charlie Chaplin a handy. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Uh, Took four hours. Guy was like 90. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's just like do tugging not, on rope. Do not give them by So now they're on their way home in random clothing. They apparently ransacked a locker room to get dry clothes, right? And they're singing Buffalo Gals. Buffalo Gals, won't you come out tonight? Won't you come out tonight? Come out I'm tonight. not going to lie. This whole thing was adorable to me. Uh, well, until he rips her clothes off. But so Buffalo well, Gals is an old song, but it used to change it for whatever city you were in. So Chicago Gals or New York Gals or, you know, Wichita, Kansas Gals, won't you come out tonight or whatever. But for some reason, Buffalo, I guess, just stuck. And that was the fun one. Everybody thought Buffalo Gals just was a funny thing. And then there ended up being even a far side cartoon about when Buffalo Gal meets the <laughs> elephant man. I finally get that now. Yeah. I got the elephant man part. I never got the buffalo gal. That's because of the song where he personifies like an actual buffalo gal. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> anyway, they're singing about buffalo Educational, gals. Educational tab. Educational tab. Uh, he asks her, "Is it, this was weird. He's like, how how old are you? And she goes, 18. Well, just a year ago, you were 17. He's like, no yeah, shit. That, that, that's how time well, works. That's how numbers work, dick. There, there's a weird power dynamic here where he's talking to her like she's his grandchild. Like, you've gotten so big. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, last time I saw you, you were just this tall. But now you're you're this tall. Why don't you reach in my pocket for a Werther's original? <laughs> <laughs> last time I saw you, it was illegal. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> it was so far back. Yeah, so far back. Yeah, you get married at 13. Uh, but. Here's a weird line. So after he's like, well, I sure you were 17. She goes, too young or too old? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess George Bailey's a Republican. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're too old. <laughs> so he's like, let's throw rocks at this piece of shit old house. And she's like, no, I like that old house. And he's like, well, haven't you seen Forrest Gump? This is what you do. Um, <laughs> sometimes there just aren't enough rocks, Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, went in, you went into Bane a little bit. Yeah, that was a bit Bane. Hey, I bet Bane throws some rocks too, all right? Yeah. At Batman, but still, he's throwing rocks. You throw Stop rocks, that. That really I was hurts. born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you think the rock is your ally? <laughs> I was a grown man before I lived in a house with unbroken windows. Yeah. <laughs> and by then, it was drafty. <laughs> no, so, but she's like no let's not throw rocks at this old house i wouldn't live there someday and he's like in this piece of shit i wouldn't even live there if i was a ghost it's like well i don't know if you get to pick that i'm not sure how the ghost thing works but i think you're kind of stuck in a place you don't really get to decide where you haunt this isn't patrick swayze's <laughs> ghost and clarence is in the background going no dumbass an angel yeah i don't yeah um so the whole thing here. So George just has the weirdest wishing rituals. You light up a lighter. That's a wish. Throw a rock at a window. That's how you make a wish. At no point is it blowing out candles, which I guess if you think about it is just as fucking weird as anything else. Let me spit all over this piece of cake and then feed it to people. Do you think this is why none of his dreams ever come true? Because he's not wishing on the right thing. He's got a shit wish strategy. Yeah, but it works for Mary. But how does she wish? Well, see, and she does the same thing. She throws because he throws a rock at a window. Is like, I wish to get the fuck out of this town and build things. And she does it. What'd you wish for? It's like, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. She doesn't say anything because if you say it doesn't come true and he's always blabbing about his wish. It's like everybody knows any oils wish for the same thing. None of it's an actual education. So you can fucking go beyond build 
things, but that might be part of the problem. I don't know, George. But I still yeah, feel he was, like in the forties, all you had to do was be white, good looking, and want to build stuff, and they'd let you. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still kind of like that. Still, it still very much like that. If you're a white dude, you can only fail up. <laughs> um, so when when Mary throws a rock, Capra had a person on hand to like shoot out a window at the right time to synchronize it, but. She was actually a baseball star, so she actually had an arm and fucking chucked a rock and knocked the window out on her own. Jimmy Stewart wasn't able to do it, so suck on that masculinity. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so she won't say her wish, and he's like, what do you want, Mary? You want the moon? Well, I'll lasso it and pull it right down. I'll give you the moon. She's like, then what? He's like, well, then you'll... You swallow it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we, are we still talking about the moon, George? Or Now that we've verified you're 18. Yes. <laughs> now that you're legal, why don't you swallow you and swallow it? it. <laughs> By the way, do you eat ass? <laughs> we eat ass in this house, Mary. <laughs> that looks like a fine house to eat ass in. <laughs> Buffalo girls want you to eat ass tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Uh, so there's an old man on the porch yelling at him, you know, just fucking kiss her already and shut up. I'm like, all right, That's me. All right creepy old dude. <laughs> He's like, quit singing and start fucking. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it over here. <laughs> uh, then he's like, youth is wasted on the young, that whole line. So Mary tries to run off because she's embarrassed that her romantic yeah, moment this dude goes was inside the house and misses the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he turns around. He's like, "Fine, you guys ain't fucking." I'm. Going you guys inside. ain't doing shit. And then as soon as he walks off, Mary runs off. But George is standing on the the strap of the robe and pulls the robe off her. So now she's naked. And old dude missed the whole thing, and she's hiding in the bushes. And uh, George is kind of concerned until he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I have her clothes." Well, I'm in quite a. And I'm a pervert. Yeah, I'm in <laughs> quite a situation right here. <laughs> She's like, just give me my clothes, please. Well, no, I, I've got a good bit of leverage. I think I think I could sell tickets to this. Like, you fucking creep. <laughs> this is this is flirting then. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just, now just it's violate assault. your rights and your privacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. You're you're a woman. You can't even vote yet. How wet are you now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I wish I knew these I wish I knew all these rules. Then I wouldn't have this restraining order. <laughs> There's yeah. a there's also a reference later where uh, she's like, I'll call the cops. And he's like, they'll agree with me. And I was like, no truer words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that. We were thinking maybe we'd go family style on her. <laughs> God, that's so gross. Still. Uh, yeah. The cop, the one cop in town, Bert, would definitely bring his camera around. Probably the only one with a camera, too. Fucking pervert, Bert. Um. <laughs> So this is where, as he's like, you know, creeping on Mary, some guy pulls up. He's like, your dad just had a stroke. He's like, oh, fuck. And he just runs off, leaves naked Mary in the bushes. Um, well, he threw so, the towel. No, robe. He, I think he just dropped he it. He threw it in the bushes. Yeah. Well, what a gentleman. <laughs> I know, right? I, I still feel like it was a strong exit in a, in a time without texting. Like he just ditches a naked woman in the bushes with no context. Yeah. Like she must hate him for years. No context. After that. His dad had a stroke. She didn't hear that. 
He hops into a car and leaves. Well, but because the, oh. the car guy pulled up in the car and says, your dad just had a stroke. So I'm sure she heard the guy tell yeah, yeah. George. He, yeah, he yelled, it, he yelled it out the window. Wasn't yeah, okay. she's like, there's a naked woman in the, in the bush. I'm about to have a stroke, too. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Old man in the house having a stroke. <laughs> or two. Um, so now getting a stroke but me. Yeah. Fucking Billy Squires. Yeah, somebody got it at least. The song Stroke Me, Stroke Me. Billy Squire. Billy Squire. You don't know, you don't know that song? I don't think so. Will what? you sing me the whole thing? Just to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it cuts to George Bailey signing papers in his father's office, right? And uh, this guy wants everyone to know that George Bailey put off his trip to Europe to help around here. So everybody fucking worship George Bailey. All right. Um, good luck at school, George. You're fi- finally going to go away to college. I don't know how many times you've applied to this fucking school. They probably like, well, oh, another guy, George man. Bailey application. This fucking guy. Um, so anyway, George, finally get to go do your thing. You know, now that you're middle aged, you can go to school now. We need to find someone to replace your dad. Mr. Potter shows up. is trying to shut down the whole thing completely. Um, he's bitching about the type of loans that the Bailey building and loans giving out because they give out smaller loans. You know, the people can actually afford. And so people go to them instead of. Mr. Potter, who runs the bank and the whole rest of the town. Um, so George's like, well, I, I can't fucking take off and let Mr. Potter take out my dad's business. So uh, he goes off on this whole speech about you need more character, not money and blah, blah, blah. And Mr. Potter yawns at him and, and uh, this town needs something people can turn to without having to crawl to old Mr. Potter. So uh, they we voted against Mr. Potter taking over the business, but on the one condition that George Bailey runs it. So George can either go off to college or keep his dad's business afloat, but but he can't do both. So yet again, George Bailey puts the whole town in front of himself and stays around. So we cut back to the angels who are like, all right, Clarence, you still fucking paying attention. George stayed, gave his college money to his brother. So his brother, Harry went off to college instead uh, became an All-American sports hero. Uh, George just keeps getting older. It's like once Harry comes back from school, finally it'll be my turn. Um, and he does come back married. Married this woman, Ruth, who accidentally lets it slip that her dad gave Harry a job in New York, right? Yeah. Some, yeah. So that means he's never coming back to Bedford Falls. So now George is like, oh, great. Well, I want to be excited for my brother because he's you know married and has a job and a life and I'm still here waiting to go to school <clears throat> fuck a bit of self <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no <laughs> you implying um all right party at back at the house uncle old uncle billy's fucking wasted trying to get home right and george just i mean it's the, the it's the 1920s i guess at this time being drunk in public is fine so he just like spins them around because your house is off that way uncle billy and just sets them loose and <laughs> we hear this huge crash and he's like i'm all right i'm all right well this wasn't planned as the actor like walked off screen and somebody dropped a bunch of props uh, nice. and so he, he played it. played it off and capra's like hey that oh, was pretty shit. cool let's leave that in there <laughs> so that was fun Look, improv, little, and that was the lab. invention of improv and that yeah this movie also invented improv Facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much, so much came from It's a Wonderful Life. So now mom is talking to him. It's like, hey, George, Mary's back from school. You should uh, 
go go talk to her. She's the type of girl that can help you find answers, which is <laughs> kind of a seems kind of weird, but also it's like no, that makes sense. I guess yeah, that's that's the kind of woman that's gonna answer a lot of questions for you. Like, what's a vagina look like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like how deep's your belly button? And, <laughs> and and what do I do with this belly lid? <laughs> So he goes downtown, Violet approaches him, because Violet's still got eyes for George, but, you know, all these men just swarming. Every time Violet goes anywhere, it's like like a swarm of flies. All Every dude in town is just like, oh, God, Violet, I want to give me some of that. She's like, I got myself a date, but stick around just in case, boys. Fucking Violet's got it figured out. <laughs> um, She's got the answers. She's yeah. got the boys on rotation. That's right. <laughs> You are all my plan B. If George Bailey doesn't work out, <laughs> she's gonna need some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes me think of when I was playing at a, a. I had a gig down on Sixth Street at one point, and a coworker showed up, and you know, I was like, "All right, well, you want a drink or something?" She goes, "No, I had to take Plan B this morning, so no alcohol when you're on that." She's like, "So fuck me, right?" And I was like, "Isn't that how you got into this situation <laughs> <laughs> in the first place?" <laughs> Anyway. Oh, Nick, always being supportive. <laughs> uh, hey, I got on her for getting laid, but just, you it's know, try try better next time. The alcohol help more. Yeah, with alcohol <laughs> help the situation. I've always just said that. Just in case. But so Violet's like really landed on thick to George. And I don't know if he knows this will work, but he's like, all right, Violet. Yeah, let's go run through the fields barefoot and hiking through nature. And let's do all this nature sex stuff. And she's like, well, okay, wait, no, no, this is weird. <laughs> So I, I, got, know, I got eight dudes slumping. standing in line five feet away. I'm not yeah. going to hike 15 miles yeah, to this day. Nah. <laughs> that sounds like a whole lot of effort for something that's just being handed to me right here. Yeah. You know what, George? You go have fun with that. Dudes. Are you familiar with Bukaki? What do you got going tonight? <laughs> I just, just, I'm going to get banged by a whole gang of dudes. There should be a name for that. <laughs> <'Cause> so uh, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life invented improv yeah. uh, and Bukaki. Yeah. yeah, and falling into pools, and falling into pools, right? <laughs> Can't forget about the pools, which I've probably <clears throat> probably a tab for that as well. So he walks past Mary's place, and she invites him in. Even has this drawing she made that says George Lasso's the moon, and she sets that up, and she has buffalo gals on vinyl. <sighs> Classy, mm. yeah. She's got their song going. She's all. I mean, she is doing everything other than like a flashing light pointing at her vagina for old George <laughs> Bailey here. And because uh, they hadn't been invented yet, <laughs> <laughs> get, what, get your shit together, yeah, Edison. They, they use oil. It's an Figure oil it lantern. Out. You just didn't notice it. Uh, well, a flashing oil lantern then. <laughs> no, but he's like, I can't believe you moved back here instead of New York City. And she's like, Well, I was homesick for you know my family and everything. George, <clears throat> George, dude, basically like fucking break <laughs> yeah. my window, George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's even like, you like hey, this, George, you I like this song? To show you. Yeah, I got, I got something for you, Georgie boy. Oh, that's Pennywise. That's creepy. Georgie, <laughs> Georgie boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, George, I'm so wet. We all float. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like she comes out of the bedroom with penny dressed like a Pennywise, and you're just like, I don't. I feel guilty for this erection that I have right now. Like, I, it's I weird that I'm still gonna do this. <laughs> I mean, we, we only we, asked down here. We, <laughs> <laughs> we only asked. 
and a random balloon pops. But yeah. So yeah. And you guys wonder why I'm afraid of clowns. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the her mother hollers down from stores. It's like, what the fuck does George want? Why is he here? And she looks at George. What do you want? Nothing. And she yells back up, he's making violent love to me, mother. I'm like, this is some fucking weird shit. Like, this is a 1940s movie. That's a pretty weird line. Yeah. I uh, I got from Mary, like, yeah, she's no. so fucking tired of her mom. Oh, yeah. Her mom's always like, where are you going? What are you doing? And she's just like, I am having anonymous sex with 50 men at a time. Mother, go back to your bedroom. <sighs> okay, Violet, <laughs> calm it down. Mom's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want me to this tell you about? This movie also invented the whorehouse. Yeah, <laughs> she's like the character from Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Gave Charlotte Chaplin a reach around, or yeah, right. she did invent the the finger in the ass during a blowjob, and and as, oh, who wants to hear about my STD from the silent film era? <laughs> anyway, so they are all yelling, and he gets mad because you know he's a bit bitter that he's never done anything with his life, and. He storms out, and when he leaves, she gets a call from Sam. Ooh, the Sam guy. She's got another suitor. Um, and she's pissed. And then George comes back in because he's not done yelling at her and demeaning her. You know, he has more to yell at her about. Hot. And Sam wants to talk to George, offers him a job. I'm getting into the plastics business, George. You want to work? He's like, no, fuck you, Sam. And uh, he just came in for his hat, right? He's... She's happy that he's coming back because old George. But no, I just want my hat and also fuck you. Um, well, so, I mean, as a woman, we don't know if a man likes us unless they're demeaning us. That's right. I mean, when a boy when a boy picks on you, that just means he likes you. And he presses yeah. good press. <laughs> uh, so good you have a daughter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to. Uh, it's all gonna come back karma's gonna be a bitch i understand so sam's gonna open this factory in rochester he's like why not here hell half the town needs jobs it's easy just build your factory here every you know he's always singing a good old bed for falls and uh but this is where george and mary kiss for the first time but as you were saying it's just like i'm gonna put my mouth kind of all over your face randomly because i don't know how kissing works no it is kind of how my daughter gives kisses she just like opens her mouth and slams it on the side of your face and then just sits there oh. but yeah, she's but she's not 10 even months a year old, old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, so, my little brother went through a phase like this six seven years old i think he'd seen some hollywood movie where people kiss with open mouths so like anybody would be like oh Zach, give me a little kiss and he would just come at you like ah. <laughs> which is basically george bailey this whole movie yeah they I, haven't invented kissing yet <laughs> this movie invented because they eventually get it, so uh, this must have invented kissing also. Yeah, I, I think out of maybe the 15 to 20 kisses that occur, there's like maybe two that, that actually that work. land. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you an expert? <laughs> uh, well, we're married. <laughs> I do have... I, I, practice makes perfect. No, mm. practice makes permanent. Touche. <laughs> if you practice wrong, you're going to have it wrong. Oh, okay. All right, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's why I don't practice anything. <laughs> uh, born perfect born good at everything <laughs> <laughs> and if i ain't good at it i don't need it yeah. um so they get married they get both married and better at kissing um so they get Thank all this God. money and they're gonna have the best honeymoon ever and then after the honeymoon who cares we'll figure it out we're just gonna travel the world finally 
Uh, but it turns out there's something going on back at the old building alone. And so George has to run in and Mary's sitting in the car like, God damn it. God damn it. Every time. I think it's like it's like the Freddy movies when someone tries to leave town, like they're heading east out of town, but they immediately come back into town from the west. Like you can never get out of whatever town Freddy's in. It's exactly what this is for George. Every time he's about to leave city limits. It's actually just the business. I think it's the yeah, it's, it's business. his dad's yeah, business, back, yeah. dad or his business. Time. Everybody's making a run on the banks. Yeah. Everybody's getting their money out because there's a panic. Well, because the depression, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, this would be past the depression now, wouldn't we? Yeah, uh, we might be in the 30s at this point. So I think we're we're like 30, 30s. Right just to be there. Yeah. So when they're when they're at the dance, it's nineteen twenty eight, maybe nineteen twenty. So we're probably right well, in the middle of the 30s somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's before. This is all before his brother gets the Medal of Honor in the war. Well, so yeah. So this is before World War Two, but yeah. everybody'd right, be trying so to get their money out of the bank. So it'd be like mid early 30s, mid 30s. So yeah, definitely right. the dust bowl. So I'm saying it might be in that time frame. Yeah, I, I was just disappointed that uh, 1929 passed and Potter didn't kill himself jumping off a building. Like, well, he can't. He can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he can have, have his valid throw him off, off the building. <laughs> and you then have to jump off. Also, his his bitch angel isn't going to toss. That's him right, off the, bitch angel. Take me up to the roof of this building, and then we're both jumping. <laughs> Very good. His bitch angel, like finally. <laughs> I imagine his bitch angel never says a single word, but I imagine he would sound like Woodhouse from Archer. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> bitch angel makes great eggs. No, you, can tell. you yeah. can't make eggs. Yeah. That, isn't that why he's always throwing Woodhouse's clothes off the balcony? Yeah. How hard is it to, <laughs> to poach, poach an egg? <laughs> Buy me sand, of course. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they rate it, but of course. course. <laughs> Woodhouse, you're gonna eat so many spider webs. Um, so anyway, uh, everyone's in there. Yeah, Uncle Billy's freaking out because everybody's trying to pull their money out. And as you know, banks, like it's not like, yeah, they just keep all your money stored for you. You're like, it's, it's sort of a fluid asset, right? And we can't really just give everybody money physically. That's, no, 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 no. It's not how banks work. We just keep it for ourselves. Um, well, that's why even nowadays, if you're going to take a large withdrawal, then nine times out of yeah, ten, you still have to contact your bank. You have to give them a notice to get your own fucking money back. What a racket. God, what a racket. I definitely do not envy George Bailey having to try and explain how America's banking system works. The <laughs> most the unrealistic. Yeah, the <laughs> most unrealistic part of the movie is them actually listening to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, well they what really didn't because he had to use his own. Yeah, money he ends up using the, his his honeymoon money to uh, <laughs> to pay these people honeymoon? everything. Yeah. Honey woo. First guy's like, I have 240 whatever dollars in here. I need that back. And then he's like, all right, well, listen, I'll give you guys what you need to get by. $242. Yeah, how yeah. much do you actually need? 242 All right, you fucker. That one guy just... <laughs> it's, uh, it's Trailer Park Boys, right? I'm going to pay you $242. Fuck off. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and so he's... I need $1,750. Yeah, there's some lady says $1,750 and he, and he kisses her awkwardly. And... Uh, I don't remember how she was supposed to have an amount, but Capra's like, no, go up and say something random and throw Jimmy Stewart for a loop, you know? So she says 1750 and Jimmy Stewart's like, uh, that's not the line. So I guess he just didn't know what to do. So he kisses her randomly. Is that his (laughs) go-to when someone fudges a line and he doesn't know this isn't how we rehearse it. Uh, kiss her. (laughs) Yeah. He's an actor in the forties. It tracks. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, how Clint Eastwood got where he is. (laughs) Well, don't talk about my grandpa in a bad way. 
old Lee. Oh, who's God damn it? Who's the old guy in all the Clint Eastwood westerns with him? Oh, Van Cleef. Van, yeah, Van Cleef. Well, Van Cleef, you forgot your line. I guess you'd better pucker up. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. still better than Louis C.K. If you messed up your line, <laughs> it would masturbate in front of you. Uh, oh, nobody ever forgot a line on a Louis yeah. C.K. set. <laughs> Everybody memorize your fucking lines, please. <laughs> He's going to whip it out again. Going to have a real Billy Squire situation going on. Uh, All right. So, and everybody has to mean eye contact. Yes. So, yeah, we had the whole thing explaining the bank and the money to people trying to get back on track here. So, they make it to 6 p.m. Because the whole thing is if they shut down before 6 p.m., then somehow that means automatically Potter wins and gets the business. The, this storyline works the way that the plot in my dreams do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is to say not at all. It's like, okay, if we can put our left foot on the green square, then nobody dies. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Doesn't make all any right, fucking made sense. It. Yeah. So he uses, yeah, uses his money. He makes it to 6 p.m. Yay! 6 p.m. happens, so Potter doesn't win. Yep, that tracks. <laughs> um, so they get to stay open, and but now they have no money for their honeymoon. Oh, we don't get to go on the honeymoon. And then it's like, oh, fuck, I'm married. I have a wife now. Where'd she go? What happened with that? I got so wrapped up in my own shit, I completely forgot about, you know, this other human. And, uh, <laughs> I like it. What happened with that? Oh, yeah. my other investment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she calls... Because she knows, like, oh, he got wrapped up, you know, saving business again. So she calls, like, come home. He's like, fuck, home? Where's home? I don't even know where we live. Because that was the thing. Like, you get married, and then all of a sudden you have a house together. That's how it worked in the 40s, right? Yeah, didn't that come with a marriage license? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) hey, here's your marriage license and your house. When it costs 15 bucks to buy a house. Yeah, 15 bucks to buy a house. And oh, yeah, well, they're talking Sears. about wages later. I can make $45 a week. And after supporting your kids, you get 10 left. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy to even think about. $45 a week supporting our family on that. You know what really stings is uh, you adjust, adjust for inflation. I bet you George Bailey is like upper middle class. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Like George Bailey is, is living larger than any of us. <laughs> oh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> so the whole town pooled together and turned that shitty old ha- wish house into something kind of nice. They hung up like posters of all the places that he never got to visit. Which just rubbing in his face. I know it's supposed to be like <laughs> yeah. a nice little thing. Like, hey, George, remember all these places you never got to see because yeah. we keep sucking the life out of you? Fuck you, George. Yeah, it's like the old man in Up <laughs> and the trip he never took his wife on. <laughs> just just rubbing it right in there. Just digging that knife in. It's like, this is just as good. Here's some salt for that wound. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he walks in and I, I feel his reaction is a whole lot like mine would be just the fuck is this <laughs> what is going on here and then she's like hey remember that night when we checked a bunch of rocks at this house and i made a wish well this is what i wished for like you gotta look i love you and all but your wishes are stupid <laughs> you should have told me what your wish was your so wish it wouldn't work and you wished for this yeah <laughs> you figured out how to make it work and you wish for a drafty old house yeah we gotta talk about this you don't want to build a single thing you got to wish for building things. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they've taken Potter's Field where everybody's just renting, you know, because he's a landlord. And as we know, once you get in that whole landlord racket, 
I mean, you're kind of <laughs> stuck. Fucking landlords. I, I just want to say uh, I love the name Potter's Field. Uh, I went and looked it up because it sounded familiar. And a Potter's Field used to be where they would bury people who were so poor they couldn't have a funeral because potters would just crawl through the mud to get clay. And oh. then there would be big holes there. Somebody poor would die and they'd be like, ah, oh, chuck them in chuck the potter's the field. Nice. Yeah. So it's very fitting. Yeah, New Orleans has a lot of those for um, exactly what you think. <laughs> That's oh. why I knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bad. So it tracks. It makes- just looking for clay and I keep digging up dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep buying all these bodies. I'm just trying to make. Yeah. Just me and Demi Moore over here. Just trying to make a fucking pot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> bitch angel oh, of the bathroom. my love um, well, a whole lot of ghost references in this episode I was not expecting that I haven't even seen that movie in like over 20 years I don't know where it's coming from we watched it together just a, just a year or two ago I think that's the one with Whoopi Goldberg right yep yeah. amazing and that pissed off guy on the train I don't remember him the guy who yells at uh, Patrick Swayze, like you can't be here. This is my train. Oh yeah, the ghost. <laughs> I, yeah, you can, you can, let me let me teach you I'll how to you ghost. Want. All right. Yeah. Well, first off, you you text her a bunch, and then you just stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you ghost. I don't think I think I've mentioned this before, but that movie always fucked me up because the scene where Patrick Swayze takes over Whoopi Goldberg's body to make love to Demi Moore. In my head, I'm just like Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg are doing it right now. Like yeah. in the movie, it's him, but in real life, they're both yodeling down the old canyon. <laughs> Isn't that a win? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I just row, row, row your boat. I just wish that they wouldn't have cut and put Patrick Swayze in. Like, let us see what's actually yeah, happening. Let's see this. That's all. It's all no, belly button it's stuff. Yeah. That fucking feathered mullet look. Roadhouse. Oh. Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Swayze and Gibson and Kurt Russell with that fucking feathered mullet. Oh, and I love all of them, man. But you know, now Mel Gibson's a garbage human. Even like no, the best no, no, dude Gibson. in Roadhouse. Gibson. It was fucking Samuel Sam, Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliot. Yep, <sighs> Sam Elliott is fucking hot in that movie. Yeah, he can get it in any decade. Pretty much, yes, he can. I mean, I ain't gay or nothing, but I was a little gay when I saw Sam Elliott. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was. Oh no, he wasn't. We had the shitty one in our Hulk movie. That's right. He was in the other Hulk movie. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eric Bana Hulk. Yeah, had Sam Elliott as General Ross. The we only saving grace. <laughs> and Jennifer Connelly. Fair. Yeah. We got stuck with fucking Liv Tyler. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> Me and you're, Anthony you're a Tyler head. I am a Lord of the Rings fan, so. It's all right. See? They should have found somebody better for that role, too. All right. <laughs> One of uh, Alana's favorite bands, too, is Aerosmith, so you're just shitting all over her hopes and dreams. She right looks like her dad, which is. Fine for the front man of a rock band, not so much so for someone who's supposed to be a... a, a I love a, Aerosmith, and I love Liv Tyler, and she's beautiful, and I won't hear anything again. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down yeah. this yeah, street. We had, Anthony, had enough of it already. Incredible yeah. Hulk episode. There's enough of that. So we're yeah, back to Potter's Field, for fuck's sake. Um, but he takes everybody out of Potter's Field and actually gives them homes to own. And Bailey, Bailey Park? Is that what they call it? Yeah, it's Bailey Park. Bailey Park. So he's like, you know, I can help people actually get houses. And uh, so he... Look, he's building something. He yeah. is finally building things. That's true. Uh, and so Potter calls him in. He's like, well, I can't beat him somehow, but maybe I can 
have them work for me and I can just slowly drain them. Just, Scared Potter. Yeah. So he's like, you're making this is where we get the whole part about $45 a week. Well, I'll offer you $20,000 a year. Dang. So if you do the math, this Shit. is 10 times more than he makes. Yes. It, that I no, it breaks that breaks down to $342 a week. Shit. Which if okay, you're making yeah, 45 like a eight. week, yeah. that's that's a hell of a raise. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Like, especially a 1930 something money. That is it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not supposed to look up the money. Oh, no, no, no. I thought, I thought that's you, what you were doing. You did something on your phone and then looked around. I was like, oh, he's, like, he's going to say something. 342 divided by 45. Yeah, not that. How much is it? That would be, in, in today's money, money, that would be $356,900.60. Good Lord. Mm. Okay. So and that so, means that he's making about 50K right now. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's, You're definitely not buying a house and raising four kids. You can't have four kids on that, no. You could then. Because then, well, maybe you can with them damn socialist programs. <laughs> Just keep popping out kids and taking our taxes. <laughs> Bread's a nickel. You can have eight kids. <laughs> yeah. Dude makes 50 grand. You'd think he could afford to pull out once. <laughs> <laughs> Bread's a nickel. Someone finally invented sliced bread. Holy shit. Have you seen this? Crazy invention. Sliced bread. Wow. That means Betty White was already born. <laughs> oh, don't talk about it. She's older than sliced bread. She's older than sliced bread. I, I miss her. And uh, the invention of condoms, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, condoms have been around. Yeah, you, see, you know uh, how much condoms cost then? Don't know. Never used them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. About four Wait, kids. Really, really, really quick. Uh-huh. If uh, talk, We were talking numbers in that. This movie was $3.1 million oh, to make. 3.1 million opening, in 1946. Jesus Christ. Opening weekend, they only made, uh, it gross, they made 44,000 in the US. However, the worldwide gross was 6.18 million. So they, so they doubled back. it. But I'm sure by now it's it, made a lot more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The licensing alone, like, uh, what what is it? It's in Bruce Almighty, the, the last of the moon scene. Yeah, it? where he actually does yeah. pull the moon down. Yeah. Man, what a what a flop to start out though. That's weird. Yeah, and I I don't think it was released around Christmas because it wasn't a Christmas movie. It became like a Christmas staple eventually, but it wasn't intended to be like a Christmas movie ever. It was just a you know, a feel good inspirational movie. And it is on I think like the the inspirational movie lists. Yeah, I guess How it's, is it? it's a Christmas movie like Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I mean, it's I mean, Die Hard's Christmas. got a hell of a lot more, more Christmas, Christmas stuff in it than this yeah, does. Yeah. Somebody wears a Santa hat, at least. The, the girl plays Hark the Herald Angels sing on a piano, and they say it's Christmas Eve at one point, but... Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Gremlins Absolutely. is definitely a Christmas yeah. movie. I'll die on the Gremlins is a Christmas movie. How Lethal is Weapon 1 well, is, is a Christmas movie. movie because Gizmo is a Christmas gift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But how is this an inspirational movie? Because the whole time he's like, I'm going to do it. Nope. Because at the nope. end, he realized what's really important. and It's just giving up on your dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just hate your the life first- and everything. And that's how you live. <laughs> Don't yeah, strive for more than you through. have. Yeah. First, we got it. Well, we got to get there, though. Yeah. yeah. I will say that every time I've watched this at the end of it, it's like kind of tearing up. And you just you do get like the, the warm fuzzies at the end of this every, every time. I, I agree. So anyway, he gets home. 
Right, he tells Potter, Potter to fuck off. First, you know, he's got the cigar and he's like, oh, yeah. Wow, a whole lot of money. Well, I might need to go talk to my wife. Sure, sure, sure. Talk it over with her, but I'll pull up the paperwork. Yeah. Wait, no, no, you son of a bitch. You almost got me there. <laughs> no, I don't need to. I don't need to talk to my wife. I don't need to talk to anybody. I'm going to tell you, no, you can take that job and shovel it. Shovel it. <laughs> shovel it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sandy B. Um, so he oh, gets Sandy. home. And as he gets home, uh, Demolition Man? No. Nope. <laughs> I know I'm on the movie podcast right now, but I have watched <laughs> like no movies. Uh, Demolition Man Stallone gets frozen, wakes up in the future, and Sandra Bullock keeps trying to say, she's obsessed with the 20th century, so she keeps trying to say all of our idioms, but she gets them all wrong every time, and that's like her running gag. Shovel it. Take the shovel and shovel really it. Really licked so, his ass. He really licked his ass. <laughs> he really matched his meat. <laughs> so basically like a female like a captain america yeah yeah said. but uh, yeah yeah uh, she, sandra bullock has america's ass for sure could, um could bounce a, a dollar coin off of second you wheel <laughs> a dollar off sandra bullock's ass i mean i'd try it <laughs> i'll bounce something off it. <laughs> i'll bounce anything off an ass once <laughs> hell twice just see if i like it no um but he gets home and like most of the movie's dialogue is going through his head you know like potter says you suck oh this person like he's just having his man emotions but uh it's not future enough for him to get into his lamborghini and drive away to an 80s song angrily so yeah i was gonna say is it real true man emotions because he wasn't driving he does eventually. We get there. Um, yeah. Uh, so we they get they get two kids. Oh yeah, he's oh he's just chocked full of man emotions. They have two oh, kids, and he gets more and more bummed because now he has kids, and he definitely can't go to college. Uh, can't give Mary nice things. I didn't even give you a honeymoon, and the damned house is falling apart. She's like, no, dude, I love this house, and I love our life, and I don't know why you can't just see that I'm happy because I don't want what you think I want. You know, you feel. He's emasculated because he can't give her nice things when she's like, I don't want any of that. This is like your, your classic relationship than, problems. Yeah. Yeah. She's happy with well, she's a loving house and a family. Knobbly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that little knob on the stairs. Yeah. Always come that loose knob <laughs> right. on his railing. Yep. Knocked Which the whole thing is, so is that she's working loose. hard. <laughs> yeah. To but build this home. He, he still them. views success as, you know, monetary things. It's just um, such a slap in the face. She's trying to make, you know, well, yeah, trying but to show him life is great. She's a she's a 1940s housewife, so her job is just to do whatever he wants and shut up. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> how the 1940s go. It is, it is very much like a, you don't tell me what makes you happy, I tell you what makes That's you right. happy. Yeah. Now yeah. Mary I never mean, gave you these things. I mean, she's happy, but he's not happy because he hasn't done any of the things that he wanted to do in his life. Ever. Yeah, and uh, he's projecting it, obviously. Right. So, Well, um, it's kind of crazy to think some of these things because we didn't, I mean, women couldn't even get credit cards until the 70s on their own. Right? Yeah. Oh, don't you want to go talk to your husband before you make any decisions regarding your own life. <laughs> yeah, and look what happened since then. <laughs> <laughs> I just use that as an excuse to say no indirectly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go talk to my husband about it. <laughs> Every time I ask George about something, he fucks off to the building and loan. I can't get anything yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, all right, so yeah. House falling apart. World War II happens and they have more kids. That's what you need to do in the whole countries and financial shambles because of a war. More kids. Um, but everybody goes off. Fucking there's Bert and Ernie. 
Uh, and apparently the, the puppet naming is coincidental. They were not named after the characters in this movie. But, I don't know, Jim Henson, I think you're full of shit. So <laughs> they go off and they're doing this. And the George can't go because of his ear. George can't go because of his ear. He got that ear thing. They call him 4F, which I thought was like the Farmer's Club in That's high school. That's 4H. Hey, there we go. City Boy. Which, yep. which stands for uh, yeah, horses, houses, hoes, and... Hand happiness <laughs> well, you know what we're gonna we're gonna need more h's <laughs> start calling this eight it's h a, it's, <laughs> if it's a if it's a farm it's meth right there's an h in meth there's an h in meth <laughs> there's an h everybody was always so jittery there's no i in meth well there is if you say the whole name there's a me in meth there is a me in meth and there is meth in me <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> George staying behind and you know Harry goes off and gets the medal of well he eventually gets the medal of honor because when he's he's a fighter pilot so not only is he an all-American sports hero but now he's a fighter pilot and he shoots down 15 enemy planes two of which were about to kamikaze crash themselves into an American ship so he saves a bunch of American soldiers by shooting down kamikaze pilots and as a uh, older brother, I'll say he's the kind of younger brother that you really wish had drowned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also have an older brother, but my younger brother, yeah, he, he's all right. <laughs> Not a fighter pilot? Not a fighter pilot Could've or, or an all-American. He repairs houses. Very, very good, uh, honorable living. So he's but, a carpenter? Yeah, I have a little brother. Huh? He, he's a carpenter? He's like a homer. Uh, general home repair. So some, Generation yeah. plant. Um, anyway, so it's Christmas Eve finally. The Christmas part of this Christmas movie shows up. Uh, uh, we where we find out Harry is getting his Medal of Honor. He gets to have dinner with the president. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so I mooned the president again. I had about 14 Drink Dr. About Peppers. 14 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Re- real quick, isn't the president right now? It would be FDR, right? Yeah. And he's basically fully senile, and Eleanor's running the country. So, like, do you really want to have dinner with FDR right now? Well, also FDR is in the wheelchair, so you can. We know how this movie feels about people in wheelchairs. Basically, chilling He's with evil. Potter at that yeah. point. Well, I mean, given what type of medication they probably would have given him at the time, he might have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, it could have been very interesting. I got the Great New Deal. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> oh, that was his thing, right? Great New Deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah History. The New Deal. The new deal? A, educational yeah. tab. He's basically the George Bailey of America for that time. He's like, fuck you, Potter. Yeah. Well, Everybody builds a dam. Ended up getting, what, money. three terms? Yeah. Well, you can't get rid of the guy in the middle of a war. Yeah, after him, they, they went to the two-term limit after, <laughs> okay. after him. So, wow. Well, yeah. His deal. mind he was really slipping. Deal. We got to do something about this. I think he, he gets <laughs> he four terms. And, and ended uh... with Reagan, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Fucking Reagan. I got Reagan, a new deal for actor? you. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, all right. So now George has to deal with they got the bank examiner who shows up. He's like, I want to make this quick. So I'd like to spend Christmas with my family. Like me too, dude. You're the one who came here. Yeah. This is your fault. You could have waited. You're scheduling. What are you busting my balls about it for? Dick. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I felt strongly about that. One. Well, yeah, but you showed up on Christmas Eve and then bitched about working on Christmas. Like you're the one in charge of this. You could have not shown up today. We're busting my balls. I, I feel like he's trying to make up for like an entire year of procrastinating. 
the like bank this, examiner's this like, this guy is on go. the edge of getting fired. He's on a performance improvement plan. That's like, true. You know, <laughs> you never, you never know what somebody else is going through. So don't judge. You're right, Jake. That's a good point. Oh no, yeah. I'm still shitting on him. He should have, he shouldn't have. Oh no, he's still a it's... massive pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, while he's still the reasoning behind his shittiness. Might be, or he could just be an asshole. Sounds uh, like a bank examiner problem, as, not mine. Yeah, I mean, he's a bank examiner for fuck's sake. So while George is dealing with him, Uncle Billy's at the bank, going to try to make the day's deposit eight thousand um, dollars, and he has it. And Mister Potter comes in, and he's like, "Oh, look at the paper here, old Harry Bailey's getting a Medal of Honor. You can't keep those Baileys down as much as you try, you piece of shit. Fuck you, Potter." Ha 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 ha. And then he goes to make his deposit, and uh, he like, tells him like he keep the paper or whatever. He's like, yeah, that's for you. Well, yeah, keep keep the paper. And uh, then he goes up to make the deposit, and the teller's like, "Well." Normally, when you you know want to deposit money, you you have the money with you. Kind of how de- deposits work. That's the most you're allowed to say in customer service. <laughs> <laughs> so then Uncle Billy's like, "Oh, checking my fingers now. Okay, I got got strings on them. All right, now where's that money? Fuck!" And he's looking all around, and he like traces the steps and goes back even to the office. And at this time, Mister Potter goes into his office and opens the newspaper that Uncle Billy had given him and course he'd had the money folded up inside the newspaper so now mr potter even knows because he like peeks out the door and waits for uncle billy to leave the bank in a in a frenzy because he'd lost eight grand and he's like oh now i got him now i can really fuck over that entire bailey family because i am just the worst person fucking ever i liked the uh addition of uh what uncle billy just being the biggest dick he could be to Potter right before he loses the money just yeah. to seal the deal, just to make sure that there's no chance <laughs> yeah, that he's no going to give it back. All that he would uh, have a stroke of decency and be like, Hey, here's your money. No, no just wait. imagine you're normal people. You're not like Billy and asshole Potter. You're just like you and me. And then I'm uh, that big a dick to you and accidentally leave $8,000. You're going to ask yourself a couple questions. <laughs> today's money would be $142,000. He's Good. walking into a bank with $142,000 cash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> Uncle Billy you, shouldn't be anywhere near more than 10 No, bucks. if the guy <laughs> needs to constantly tie strings around his fingers so he can remember to piss, probably don't trust him with cash. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> Seems like a bad strategy, George. Oh, Georgie. Um, so, of course, when he gets back, uh, George is stressed already because the bank examiner is going through everything, being audited. Uh, so then when he finds out, oh, I lost all of today's money, he fucking loses the shit. They, you know, go retrace the entire day's steps because he took the money from the day before home. Doesn't keep it at the building and loan for whatever reason. Takes it home with him. So they went back to his house, tore it apart, walked down the street, looking through everything, can't find it. And fucking George snaps on him, like shakes him around, slaps him a couple times. Like yeah. one of us is going to jail and it's not going to be me. Well, Could have just said you're going to jail for this or something. You don't know how to. And it's both of them. They're both going to jail. Oh, yeah. Everybody, every, you're fucked. You're <laughs> yeah. so, so fucked. So he gets home. He's full on Scrooge mode, right? Uh, the youngest daughter, Zuzu, is sick because she got a flower at school and she didn't want to crush it. So she kept her jacket open and caught a cold. And so then Mary called the doctor and he's like, fucking doctors cost money. That's exactly what I don't have any of right now because fucking Uncle Billy. So. Uh, he goes up and talks to Zuzu, and the petals are falling off of her flowers. So he hit the Zuzu's petals, uh, which he puts in his pocket because they become a thing later. But Zuzu petals also makes me think of the Adventures of Ford Fairlane, that Andrew Dice Clay movie. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've seen it, but it's been years. He's uh, years the rock and roll detective, and he gets hired to go find some road or a groupie 
who gets lost in the seedy underbelly of Los Angeles, but her name is Zuzu Petals. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So referencing classic cinema in an Andrew Dice Clay movie. That's right. <laughs> um, so he snaps on the like the teacher calls just to check up, just to be a fucking decent human and say, hey, how's your daughter? And he takes the phone. He's like, what the fuck are you doing sending my kids home half naked? What the fuck kind of person are you? with fucking kids with no clothes on you. I ought to fucking choke your bitch ass, you fucking goddamn fucking. And so the husband gets on the phone. He's like, oh, yeah, you want some too? How big an old boy are you? You want to fucking fight too, you piece of shit? I'll kick everybody's ass. God damn it, I'm pissed. And um, yeah, it's also weird that the whole family is like decorating a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. I feel like that is something that happens long before oh, that Christmas has, Eve. That's the day after Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's after, <laughs> well, after Thanksgiving in my house. Is yeah, when, when they that's part of the Thanksgiving tree, tradition yeah. is to get set up for Christmas. Yeah, no, they're doing it, and the, the girls practicing "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" because you got to play it for the party. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" Now we're having a party, and people over that also cost money. You've got to play that same fucking song. You practice it enough. Shut the fuck up, and you <laughs> fucking suck. And the kid's like, "I need to spell words." He's like, "No, you don't. You piece of shit." <laughs> this uh, this whole scene felt very much like a parable for like. Let, let's encourage dudes to talk about their emotions sometimes. Like, why doesn't he walk through the door and be like, Uncle Billy lost all the money. I'm really gutted right now. Yeah, Mary's repeatedly man. like, hey, why don't you stop yelling at the kids? Come help me in the kitchen. Okay, now what the fuck is happening? Nothing's happening, Mary. I'm nothing. God damn it. Yeah. Mental health wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. But also your wife isn't your partner. Yeah. Your you wife gotta, is like, there to keep it. your house clean and make kids for you. Yeah. You're not going to talk to her about important your things. Oh, no. your also needs to cook for you. All oh, right, right. Well, that's part of keeping the house. I mean, but I, I know that, like, uh, yeah, expressing your emotions stuff is important, but I do the same thing. Like, if I have shit going on at work, I don't like making my problems other people's problems. So, you know, I. Well, no, but if it's going to be to the point. Until one day they to the point where you're like, yell at yeah. my kids for playing throwing things and threatening to that's murder a teacher way. and right, right, right. telling your kids to fuck off, maybe you might want to. Okay, honey, we need to talk a little bit. I just just need to get this off my chest. At least I'd need to vent about it. You know, something. $142,000. <laughs> That's why you have a car. That's right. <laughs> I drive. I tur- turn on that 80s rock music and drive those man emotions away. Exactly. Or go to the bar, which is what he did. Yes. <laughs> well, you drive to the bar and then you drive home. You drive to the bar well, with first, your man emotions and then you drink them. And then he does. Home. He does apologize. He has his meltdown. Then he's like, "Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I owe you an apology. You can practice all you want." And little Billy, I owe you an apology too. What was it you needed? Nothing, Dad. I'm never asking you for anything again. The, <laughs> the rest of my life. Done. The trauma <laughs> set in. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm never asking terrible. anyone for anything ever. You have ruined me. I'll Thanks. see you at my wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Can we I'll... all say generational trauma? Yeah. Um, but first he drives to Potter's to ask him for a loan. And Potter, the smug piece of shit. I know. I, I have your $8,000. I fucking have it right here on my desk. But I'm not telling you that because I want you to sink. And I want to own your business. And also, your uncle is kind of a dick. So you kind of got this coming. You know, instead of an $8,000 loan, I do have this nice arrest warrant. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I, all I have to offer you is a life insurance policy. It's worth $15,000, but I've only got $500 in equity in it. And he's like, you got nothing, man. This is where Potter says, you're worth more dead than alive. And you can see George like, say, <laughs> there's an idea. I can. Well, I just won't have to worry about anything at all if I'm fucking dead. 
I'd be like, I'm going to stage my own death and then travel the world <laughs> yeah. for my insurance money. Take uh, that. Alana and I had had a conversation during the movie, too, where we were like, was this before insurance companies realized they needed to have like a byline that was like, if you commit suicide, you don't oh, yeah. get the, oh, yeah, I'm sure people did it so much. Right. I like think in a lot of states that's even suicide, you still get your life insurance. Your family. Really? Still gets it. Yeah. Cause I think in Kansas, it's in the law that even suicide, you still get your insurance. Yeah. Money. Oh. It depends on, it depends on the, <laughs> it depends on what policy you have and it depends on the company. It's a percent. You would end up with it'd be per policy. Yeah. Policy. Um, it'd be a, it's a per, it's always a percentage. You're not gonna get the full payout, but yeah. Right? Are you an insurance adjuster? Like, how do you no, guys? I do used this? to work in finance before I worked into before oh. I worked in uh, procurement. Cool. If cool. I die on the job, Jake gets three thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I can pay rent this month, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's enough for one good night at the bar, and then you know, bottle service, and then we're right back. To- <laughs> <laughs> right back to zero. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you know, you got one night for your man emotions, and there you go, bud. Yeah. <laughs> See, we don't have to worry about burying. We don't have to worry about burying Nick because Nick's going to become my whiskey dispenser. Yeah, Elise thinks she's going to taxidermy me and uh, have me dispense whiskey. I am so what? here for that. It's- yeah, you figure that out. Right? <laughs> and if you, I'm going to figure out how to pull stuff from the podcast so that when you punch him in the stomach, he has like catchphrases. <laughs> yep that's a whole new meaning to the term forever. whiskey dick <laughs> where the ice cubes come out <laughs> you know where the ice cubes, you know the ice cubes come out <laughs> all right so anyway yeah now after the whole you're worth more dead than alive this is where he goes to the bar and he's sitting there and he's praying he's like geez all right god if you're there uh boy i need a hand because Whoo! I'm contemplating suicide right now. This, this is, this is it. Um, I'm struggling, and so uh, gets punched out because the teacher's husband happens to be at the bar. He's like, "Hey, you're that guy who fucking yelled at my wife. You fucking dick!" And knocks him out. It's not bad enough. She has to raise your shit ass kids. Now you're yelling at her too. And I'm like, "All right." I don't think many men in the 1940s would have stood up, much less for a teacher. Well, I like the his wife. Here. Well, I know it was right, his yeah. wife, but like, I don't, he would have. I think it's because he yelled at him too. Yeah, probably because he yelled at him too. <laughs> but he's like, my wife, you know, he just, she has to fucking raise your kids and now you're yelling at her. So he just stand up for his wife. Way to go. Yeah. That's how you do it, Ted Cruz. That's a <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this scene made me yearn for a simpler time. I was like, you're a dick to somebody, they hit you in the mouth. Fucking awesome. So, oh, you just need to work a trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. still happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, I tell the apprentices, like, that journeyman's treating you like shit. Just knock, knock, just knock the fuck out of him. Don't do it at work, though. Do it after work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clock out. Meet him in his truck. Yeah. Clock <laughs> out. Clock him out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, there were some guys that got into it at work, and so they, after work, went to the whatever, 7-Eleven right by it, and one guy was, uh, well, he had trained to be a boxer. I think he was like, he did know. Golden Gloves growing up and stuff. So oh, they, they got there, and he you know, went over. Dude got out of his car, fucking knocked him out. Set him back in his car, put a seatbelt on, closed the door, and drove off. <laughs> Class. <laughs> Anyone I know? No, no. He had, it wasn't a capstone. Um, but yeah, I, I love that story. That's how you handle it. That's Just a fuck, classy move. Clocked him out, made sure he was safe back in his car, and then drove <laughs> off. <laughs> I like the great. buckled him in. Yeah, buckled such. him in. Yeah. I know. So, the dude's classy. Yeah. So Rex's car, as he's drunk driving, this is where he's driving his man emotions. 
and runs into a fucking tree. And then the guy's even like, my great-grandfather planted that tree. It's the oldest goddamn tree in town. We piece, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's like, yeah, all right, might as well add that to my I'm a piece of shit list. Thanks. <laughs> and he wanders off to this bridge, and this is where he's getting ready to jump and end it, you know? I mean, and he's contemplating, because it's, it's a hefty decision to kill yourself, you know? And he's really weighing it all. <laughs> but, but this is where Clarence just okay. finally joins the movie. We start with Clarence, and the whole movie is about explaining George to Clarence, and he finally shows up. Two hours into this piece of shit, Clarence comes in. He just leaps into the water and starts screaming for help. So then Jimmy Stewart's like, oh, fuck, I got to help a person. So he jumps in and saves Clarence. Fucking bitch angel. Look at this bitch angel. It it is a bitch move to throw yourself in the water and make George swim for you. His whole theme is having to save people he doesn't want to save. Right. And he can't hear because he had to jump in water and save someone when he was a kid. Like, let me ruin your other ear. Yeah. (laughs) Now you can't hear either ear. Hey, is this your deaf ear, George? I fucking hate your guts. It's a power move. It's a bitch angel move. Bitch angel move. Oh, Clarence, if he can't get anything clear he's just like <laughs> like i just don't like if he's gonna kill himself jumping off that bridge and then he jumps off that same bridge to save somebody it's like how does it do you just decide if it kills you when you hit the water or is it just because you don't swim once you're in the water like like obviously jumping off that bridge ain't gonna kill you right away right so like this if is, he jumped this in, is... he might have just swum to the side be like yeah that was that was stupid i almost died there but i'm good <laughs> so now he's still in the same position. you know what i just needed some really cold water to sober me up for a minute i'd uh yeah, that was pretty dumb. Change my mind. <laughs> Hope that taco place is open. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to not tell my wife about this either. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I was a kid, I thought that, that uh, I thought the way that uh, children happened was that you just had to like think real hard about it. You just like had to pray, had to pray real, real hard. hard that you'd have kids and it would have a similar thing here, right? Like if you want to jump off the bridge, you just got to think real hard like, oh, I'm killing myself. It's going to happen. Like it's, There's, a, there's yeah. an element of will there. <laughs> One's a lot more fun than the other as far as the making of the kids and no, make, make, yeah. making kids is f- more fun than killing yourself is that what you're saying i assume <laughs> i've never killed myself <laughs> been close to doing it on accident a few times <laughs> but uh yeah so uh he saves clarence and there and then there's a third guy who hears all the commotion and gets like kind of both of them out and takes them to the, some little shack and he sets them by the stove so they can warm up and dry their clothes and he's sitting there watching Clarence and George talk to each other and Clarence is not making any attempt whatsoever to hide the fact that he's an angel and he came down from heaven to save George Bailey's life. Ah, that's where Clarence comes in. Yeah, and the other guy's like looking at him. Finally, the other guy gets so freaked out he just leaves. Like, I I don't yeah, I don't need to be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really liked the solid face acting going on from this guy. I feel oh, like yeah. he stole the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the, like, I don't think he has upstairs. a single line. Uh, I think <laughs> at one point he, because Clarence was like, ah, I don't need money where I come from. And I think the guy goes, where do you come from? Well, heaven, of course. This guy's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, I jumped in the water to save you. Well, how's that? Well, you're still alive. and You didn't kill yourself. How'd you know that's what I was going to plan to do? Dude, I'm telling you, I know everything about you. I'm your guardian angel. <laughs> and at no point does George go, well, you have been terrible at your job my entire life. You have not guarded me from shit. Um, <laughs> we could have just shortened this whole thing up, too, by being like, oh, yeah, uh, Potter, he's got your money. I saw it. I seen it. Yeah. I'm an angel. Like, let's go get it. Yeah. I've been watching your entire life on this projection screen. It's like, you know, in school when they wheel the fucking thing in. And you knew it was going to be movie day. Basically what I've been doing with your whole life. 
uh, Potter's got your money. We can go get it really quick. And then you can hang out with your family. Or we can go get drunk. Whatever you want to do. Because apparently in this movie, angels drink. So that's fun. Um, that, that's it's a ass angel. Huh? It's not a sin if an angel does it. Uh, according to Dogma, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, Which we... You know. Have you guys done an episode on Dogma? Yes. Oh, yes. Coming we're in going, too late. You guys have already seen all the movies. We're we're going alphabetically, so we're we're in Through the every eyes. movie that exists. No, every movie I own. Oh, Everything okay. that Nick owns, which is insane. The uh, yeah. the whole uh, Clarence the Angel explicitly saying he's an angel scene really frustrated you. It's like just take him seriously. I was just like fuck already, you know. Fuck already? already. Just, just, would yeah. you two just fuck already? No, I mean that was just like when you get frustrated, you're like just fuck already. And it's like with him, you're like just fucking believe him already. Like oh. move on. Well, if someone just showed up, was like, no, I'm actually an angel and I'm going to save your life, wouldn't you be like, yeah? Well, if he kept right. listing shit that only I knew, I'd be like, all right, maybe this guy knows something. Like, well, then he was like, are you a hypnotist? Are you a mind reader? Are you fucking stalking me? You know, so he's trying to come up hey with guys, logical explanations. But also people were more religious what? back then. So I was like, maybe you should believe him. I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you have, Elise? I'm an angel. <laughs> Prove it. She didn't have her wings yet. <laughs> yeah I can't I need one of you to jump off a bridge done <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you know George is like oh god don't. everything I touch turns to shit I'm a real like anti-King Midas and uh, I think everything would be better <laughs> if I was never touch. born uh-huh. the brown touch a brown, the brown touch <laughs> ew <laughs> the bad touch <laughs> Uh, so Clarence was like, say, here's an idea. Why don't I show you what it'd be like if you were never born? So, you know, I'm not going to lie. That kind of made me sad. I mean, this is very much just a Christmas story. Instead of three ghosts showing him things, it's just an angel saying one bitch angel. One bitch angel. Yes. Christmas Carol. Thank you. Christmas story is different. Yeah. yeah, That's That's the exchange rate. Uh, three ghosts of Christmas to a bitch angel. To one bitch (laughs) angel. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds, so, like a Scroo- that sounds like a Scrooged conversion. Yeah, uh, future episode Scrooged. So now he goes to get his car, but it's not there. And that guy who was yelling at him about the tree walks by. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Where'd my car go? I ran into your tree and fucked it up." And the guy's like, "Tree looks fine." Or he, and he like smells his breath. Like, are you, you fucking drunk? What's going on with you? And yeah. the great thing is, he is. He yes. still is. He's still hammered drunk. Because did you guys get that? Uh, I, I think that's how it uh, happens. Is like suddenly, oh, like his lip isn't hurt anymore, yeah. and he can hear out of his ear, but he's still fucking sloshed. I don't know how that works. Yeah, that, like we didn't do a reset kinda, on. You missed missed one <laughs> tiny detail here, Clarence, buddy. Um, or he's just <laughs> like, actually, you're probably going to need to keep that drunk on to process what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So this is where we find out the town is called Pottersville, and the first, you know, it's where he first mentions every time you hear a bell ring, an angel gets his wings because something dings, and Clarence is like, "Oh, good, somebody just got their wings, not me though." Huh. <laughs> um, find out, Mister Clarence, if you did your fucking job, yeah, get better, get better, just get better at things. Why don't you quit reading racist books and fucking <laughs> do your job, you bitch angel? It's, uh, it's like that friend that you have. Uh, you, not a specific friend, just as an example, uh, who's always complaining about work. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're like, oh, holy shit, what's the common element in all of these stories? 
you're shitty at your job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have exactly that person. Yep. <laughs> He's in my class too. He's always bitching to the teachers who are like journeymen who have been in the trade 20 plus years and he's well i gotta do this and i'm always made to do this and i don't know what it is every job site i go to i end up being put on stuff by myself and blah, blah, blah. like why do you think that is brent <laughs> it's For like if second, all- <laughs> i thought you were gonna be like oh lana it's you oh i mean we're not in the same company so maybe <laughs> It's a, it, it's like the ex-girlfriends thing, you know, like if every one of your exes is crazy, what's the common thread here? If like if every one of the people you're trusted with dies, Clarence, maybe, maybe you're a bitch angel. You, maybe you're just a bitch <laughs> angel. Yeah. Um, so we find out Mr. Gower spent 20 years in prison and now he's like a homeless, drunk vagrant in town. <laughs> he spent 20 years in prison because he killed a kid. Well, no, he didn't. Well, yeah, you weren't there to stop him. So... Mrs. Benson or whatever got the poison, fucking killed her kid. Um, he wants to head home, but the, I mean, he walks through town. This town is awesome. Oh yeah, no, this town has improved. Like it's just like, every single thing downtown. Yes, and, I ha- I have things. We have bars, dance clubs, and sin. Yes, and sin <laughs> everywhere you look. Violet's a burlesque dancer, and which isn't that too far off. He gets in a cab. He's like, "Take me home. I live at three twenty Sycamore." He's like, three twenty Sycamore? Yeah." So this one, the cabbie like leans out a window and goes like signals at the officer and fucking dude, maybe follow me because this guy's crazy. So he's uh, they get to the house, which is the rundown house that they never fixed up and lived in because he never married Mary. And so uh, the cops showing up is like, okay, buddy, we got a nice white robe and a padded room for you. Well, we just figured out. And he's trying to wrestle George Clarence appears out of nowhere and bites the cop. Which, not very angel-like behavior here. Uh, also, they were at the bar, and this is where he's trying to order some, oh, I want uh, spirited wine with less spice and more of this, and I want all these fun I'm drinks. Wine. Yes, yeah. and the, the guy's like, dude, this is a bar with heavy drinks for people who want to get fucked up. I don't want any <laughs> frou-frou shit. So, George's like, just give him a double bourbon. just like my So, we got an angel just drinking straight bourbon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What was the uh, the bartender's name? I want to say it Nick. was Nick. It was Nick, it was Nick with his straight bourbon Perfect. and the, the get the fuck out of my face and start ordering these fruit. Stop ordering exactly these exactly like drinks. me. Yeah. <laughs> and in honor of the in honor of this scene, I'm drinking some bourbon. Aww. Nice. We had mimosas, but we might have to step to bourbon here soon. Um. So anyway, Clarence shows up, bites the fucking cop, and then and then he's about to get handcuffed, and he just fucking disappears. He puts on the one ring and just poof. <laughs> I was I was bothered by the lack of uh, realism in the police encounter. Oh yeah, because Clarence and George both have bullet holes. Like they, the guy doesn't use his gun once. Like not not they, yet. It does. They're white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are white. They're white men, so you can't shoot white men, even though they do all they the shooting. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we had this line like every man's life touches so many other lives. You know, you don't realize, but just by existing, you've done so much. You know, your brother Harry died when he fell through the ice because you weren't there to save him. It's like, no, he saved all those soldiers in the war. Nope, he wasn't there to save him. So all those people died, too. Because of you, 300 people have now died because you weren't there to save the one. Like, this is how life works, man. It's kind of like the eight, <laughs> eight degrees of Kevin Bacon. But what? Ashley, or Ash, Ashton Kutcher did a whole movie about it. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, the moral of that one, though, is that sometimes killing yourself is the way to solve everything. It's the way to solve everything. You know, what I got from that movie is do not go into a basement with Eric Stoltz. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember anything from the movie. I just remember. Well, don't go into a basement with Eric Stoltz. You'll end up making a, a little kid porno away. movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, all worst thing though, worst of all, like no problem talking about your brother's dead. All these American soldiers died. Everything sucks. But oh, I can't tell you about Mary. Oh no, I just I can't even break that news to you. What happened? Well, she's a librarian. Poor Violet. Let's. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were like, no. Oh my God, she's a librarian. She's ah! an educated woman. <laughs> she's a single independent woman with a job. Oh no. <laughs> There are there are two well, of these. Poor Violet's getting raped in the back alleys. Oh yeah, poor Violet's just. Yeah. At least yeah. she's getting paid for it now. Yeah, she's getting paid. She's, <laughs> I I seem to have stumbled upon the world's newest profession. <laughs> so th- this is a theme with the women in George's life, though, because we go see his mom too, and yeah. she runs a boarding house. So it's like if you don't encounter a man that you have to take care of, you might become. An independent business owner. Oh, no. Shit, fuck. (laughs) Uh, Also, Uncle Billy, since George wasn't around to keep him on the payroll, ended up in a nut house. And uh, And they kept him in charge of all their money. (laughs) So what you're saying is Uncle Billy got his final. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is where he finally freaks or he tries to talk to Mary. He's like, I love you. You're my wife. And she just starts screaming because this crazy person is like, you're my wife. I would fucking lose my shit too. Yeah. Uh, So the cop comes back, finally catches back up to him. Like, yeah, I don't know about your buddy's disappearing act. I'll process that later. But right now I got to get you to a fucking nut house. And so he knocks the cop out. Well, punches him. Yeah. And takes off running. I'm like, man, only as a white man in the forties. I'm do you get a fires at him though? He's leaving. Like there's people all over town, and this cop's just shooting. And now him. the cop pulls his gun and just unloads. So anyway, I starts to blast. So anyway, I starts to blasting, <laughs> just fucking firing wildly down the street. I was very worried about collateral damage here. Yeah, yeah. A- um, so he gets, you know, gets to the bridge, and he's like, "Take it back! Oh my God, Clarence! So just fucking take it all back! I'm sorry. I want to live again. I want. I want to live." And uh, he starts crying, and this is where the cop pulls up. He's like, George, we've been looking all over for you. Oh, fuck, you know who I am. George, why are you bleeding? Oh, shit, I'm bleeding. That's awesome. And he looks <laughs> in his pocket. Oh, Zuzu's pedals. Isn't this great? George, are you all right, man? <laughs> this yeah. is weird. So regardless of timeline, Bert wants to take George to the nut house. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so very much like butterfly effect. No matter what you do, we're kind of getting the same. Like, it's all shit. <laughs> Oh, look, my car's wrecked into a tree. Isn't that fucking great? <laughs> and he's just running around town. Merry Christmas, Emporium. Merry Christmas, you old building alone. Merry Christmas, Potter. You- Merry Christmas, this. And yay, everything's yay. I, you know, I'm, I'm bleeding. Yay. My car's wrecked. Yay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, George, and he talked about your drinking, bud, because <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> Um, I think it's time to discuss those man emotions. Yeah, <laughs> and when he when he gets home, the bank examiner's there, and there's a guy from the DEA. I, probably some, not the drug enforcement g- agency, but yeah. Well, uh, yeah. but yeah. Potter threatened he was going to call some agency, and 
guys like I got oh, SEC. It's the Security oh, and okay, Exchange yeah. Commission. Back I, when they actually did shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they actually <laughs> did their job. So. <laughs> Uh, he's like, I got something here for you. Yeah, it's probably a warrant. Isn't it great? I'm being arrested. Yay! Murray, I'm going to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Murray, isn't it great? Um, if you ever but, get arrested, I need you to make a phone call with that voice. <laughs> oh, I, I got arrested once. Uh, zero out of ten. Would not do again. Yeah. <laughs> That that's the infamous story where they get me back to the cop station and he's like, I probably don't need to keep these cuffs on you, do you? And I go, No, sir, I am already defeated. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I was arrested, I was pretty salty the whole time. I was in there. <laughs> no, I just was like, Yeah, I'm uh I'm not talking out of this one. I'm I'm in the station right now. So um <laughs> Yep, I guess this is happening. All right. <laughs> Nick's really a broken man. <laughs> yeah, I'm already defeated. And I've tried to write a country song about it. My op- I, I got my opening line, and I haven't been able to finish it, but my opening line was, all I can say for jail is it's the best I slept in days. Because, boy, I woke up feeling refreshed, like I had not felt in a long time. Um, anyway, so if anybody can help me finish a country song, that'd be great. So... <laughs> <laughs> Mary comes home and she's all excited. She's like, George, you know, whole town's been looking for you. you just kind of, well, you snapped at the kids and started throwing shit and then ran off. I was a little worried. And, uh, but I got something to show you. Just stand right here. Stop freaking out. And let me show you some stuff. And then clear off this table and the whole town comes in and everybody's throwing all this money down. It's like, we heard George Bailey was in need. He's done nothing his entire life, but bail us out. That's probably where the last name comes from. (laughs) And uh, so here it's our turn. And, you know, fucking one guy's like, all right, fine. I'll give it to you. And throwing their watches and just giving everything to George. And this is where Anna comes up. I was like, I was saving this to get for a divorce if, if I ever get married. (laughs) <laughs> one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> yeah, already planning for eventual divorce. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm glad I'll give you money, not your younger brother though, because that whole pervy thing he did to me growing up. But yeah, <laughs> well, actually, this money is from the settlement. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they have to have to form a line. They're, the entire town's in there throwing so much money at George. They have to form a line to organize the chaos. Uh, Sam has. Buddy in plastics even wires money. I heard yeah. you were in trouble. $25,000 from London. Hee-haw. Merry Christmas. <laughs> hee-haw. Even hee-haws in a telegram, <laughs> dick. Um, so daughter starts playing Hark to Herald Angels, singing. The whole town is now in his living room singing Hark to Herald Angels, which immediately goes into Auld Lang Syne, which they can use because it's public domain. <laughs> and uh, a bell rings and... His daughter's like, oh, every time the teacher says that every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Wow. She's right. You know, I should probably call her back and apologize. She's <laughs> she's right about that. Way to go, Clarence, old buddy, old pal. You finally got your wings. And uh, that's the end. We get the whole like the end scroll and the orchestra swells and the whole ending of a classic Hollywood movie thing. Yeah. There's but, a copy of, uh, of Tom Sawyer, too. In the oh, Monday yeah. He gets a copy too, right? of yeah. Tom Sawyer that's signed like. Thanks for your help getting my wings, Clarence. And Mary's like, who's that? Oh, it's just a dear friend. So dear, you've never mentioned that name once in the fucking 20 years we've been married and having kids and everything. <laughs> never brought this dude up once, but... Yeah. This right, is some George, has, George has two families. Uh, yeah, do I need to worry right? about this, Clarence, <laughs> yeah. guys? There's something you're not telling me or yourself because you're not allowed... Men aren't allowed to be gay yet. Maybe something you didn't <laughs> tell me about, Clarence? No. Anyway, that's, that's the end of our classic Hollywood. This might... 
this is definitely the oldest movie we've done so far. I know there's another. There's only one more old movie. I don't know the years. This might this might hold record for oldest movie covered. That's uh, since I've been here. Have you guys done Citizen Kane? Yeah. You knew Citizen Kane? Didn't have Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane's older, but yeah. Is that one of the two movies you've actually seen, Alana? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a visual medium. They can't see you flipping off. Yeah, that was that was double middle fingers. Yeah, I got I got both of them. Dual wielding the bird over there. Uh, so anyway, this is the part of the show where we go around and give our final thoughts and say if this is rewatchable or not. So we'll start with Alana. Um, I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and it just took a long time. Okay. So. But, yeah. Well, that sounds rewatchable because you didn't watch it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I have two jobs. Would would this would this be rewatchable or or no? Um, I think so. Not an enthusiastic one, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, fair enough. Jake, uh, definitely on my rewatchable list. Like, I do just have a thing for old movies. Like, I like it as an entry point into like seeing the history of the time, like mm-hmm. thinking about the way that movies had to be made back then. Uh. I struggle with like all of the the life affirming messages, though, like uh, at the end, it kind of feels like the whole idea is, uh, oh, being nice to people is great and you should do it as long as you get what's yours afterwards. Uh, and I, oh, right. <laughs> I vastly prefer like the message of a movie like Gremlins, where it's like everybody's horrible and irresponsible and only by the skin of our teeth do we escape. <laughs> so it's a lot more realistic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like some realism in my Christmas movies. But um, yeah, for that, that fuzzy, warm hearted feeling that you were talking about, it's going to do that every time. Yeah. Uh, and I, in my cynicism, was still a blubbering mess at the end. Didn't yeah. actually cry, but I cried the way a man does on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God, dusty in here. <laughs> So uh, I, I've kind of kind of been hating on the Christmas uh, on a Christmas story lately because like I don't feel like it has the same magic no uh, that I that it did when I was twelve. I so. know everybody's just like oh the fragile joke yay I love that movie. It's like, uh... Yeah, it's very uh... yeah. There's a leg lamp, great. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't do it for me anymore. It's it's like a drug that I've done too much. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, may, maybe this is uh, can be a, a new Christmas story. I could I could see this slotting. Uh, into Taking the, over the Christmas the, rotation. There we go. Yeah. Okay. It's better than Christmas vacation, you gotta admit. Alana hates Chevy God. Chase. <laughs> Chevy Chase is not a good person. No. But he's great in movies. No. <laughs> it's not, not that either. We love it when he falls down. Well, that uh, was his whole Chevy thing. Gets hurt. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can fall over like Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. No. I feel personally attacked because I like Chevy Chase. <laughs> I think he's a terrible uh, person. But no, uh, this movie it really feels like it could be shorter. Like over two yeah. oh, there's a whole a lot much, you could yeah. trim out of this, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is a classic movie, and yeah, it does give you the the feels at the end of it. But for me, it's not one that I'm. It, it, there's so many great Christmas movies out there. This is not one that I'm going to reach for first. Or, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to say I'll never watch it because I'm sure eventually it'll be on again. But it's not one that I'm looking reaching for at Christmas time or anything. There's there's a yeah. lot of other ones that that I prefer. That's so. better. All right, Elise, how do you feel about? Well, I'll give I'll give Manny's really quick because he had to hop off. That's right, Manny he had said to run. That. Yeah, he said it's not a rewatch for me. It's too long and boring. 
<laughs> this was his so. idea even. Well, he was thinking of a different movie when he said It's a Wonderful Life, but this was his suggestion. Yeah. He was just like, I love that movie. That's a good movie. And yeah. he's like, oh, I thought Turns I was out, thinking of a different movie. He was talking about Life is Beautiful, which I think was a French film that I read the synopsis of and sounds like the most depressing, awful thing. And it has nothing to do with Christmas. I was like, why in the fuck were you, was that in your head when you suggested a Christmas movie? It's like saying, oh, let's do a Christmas episode. Let's fucking... Hellraiser, yeah. yeah, that somehow feels very on brand for Manny, though. Yeah, like, I'm going to suggest Manny. a movie and, and then tell you all at the end that I hate it. Somehow, That's, completely uh, fuck it up in every way possible. Yeah. Uh, so he, not, not a not a rewatch for Manny. All right, he says not a rewatch from from him. Uh, for me, I I will I love this movie. I will rewatch it, and I don't know if it comes from growing up. My dad would always do the Jimmy Stewart voice, so maybe it just brings back you know. Yeah. goofy little memories for me on nostalgia that. but i will say considering it's a 1946 movie and you expect not the world's best writing granted we don't have it now it's not overacted in a way that you kind of sit there cringing it just feels right the acting and, and how everything's delivered so i enjoyed the movie it is yes it is too long um, yes, they could have shortened things or at least brought things in a little bit sooner, but it's a rewatch for me. I like this movie. I love the black and white specifically. Yeah, but, fuck your um, colored version. Yeah, yeah. This, is a re- this one's a rewatch. For <laughs> that's how the movie feels about Annie, man. It's- yeah, yeah, that's how the movie feels about Annie. No colors. Um, I, I didn't. I hate. I didn't make the movie. (laughs) It's Frank Capra, not us. It's Frank Capra's fault. Uh, I'm sure that I will rewatch this. I'm kind of uh, agreeing with Anthony on like, there are plenty of other things I would rather watch for Christmas. Uh, I don't really give a fuck if Die Hard is considered a Christmas movie or not. Like that whole argument. I think it was kind of cute for a while, but that was 20 years ago. Can we stop with the Die Hard Christmas movie fucking argument, please? Um, It's like, I do do watch Die Hard every Christmas. So, it's part of my Christmas tradition. Um, but there are other things that give you the warm, fuzzy, Christmassy thing. This happens to end during Christmas time, and that's the only thing about it. There is no Christmas movie to this movie whatsoever. Um, but I'm sure having a daughter or she grows up, we will probably watch this a bunch. So I will say rewatchable, but not anything I'm excited about. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, every single said, time. I mean, this is one of those. What? Sorry, this is just one of those movies that you you. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I was watching it and I was just smiling the whole time. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then it gets to the end, and I'm always, it it still the ending gives me like, oh, you know, it is wonderful. Yeah. I'm I'm on it's, I'm on Team Elise. I I was smiling yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Well, I, you guys can. There were there whatever were a couple makes of laugh happy, out loud moments with a uh, yeah. Jimmy Stewart. We'll just stare stupidly at the movie, smiling and and enjoying. Slack jawed, Dro- drooling a bit, and yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah. All right, so there we go. It's mostly rewatchable. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Isn't isn't that like a two for six? Two. Uh, <laughs> well, we're 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 halfies, yeah. so maybe a total of three out of six if you add it all up. So. Not doing great on the old Rotten Tomato meter here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I know three, three, three rewatches is uh, is airtight. So, but this is six people. So I don't even know how you. That's a lot of. That's that's a. <laughs> but it's well, if, it, if they have no shoes on, it's an orgy. Right. 
<laughs> we learned that rule. Yeah. I might have been off air. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> three three rewatches, no shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you heard, this you is can an interesting scale. Find us online at Twitter at Their Watch Party. Find us on Facebook at The Rewatch Party. Email us threewatchparty at gmail dot com. What are your thoughts on belly buttons or <laughs> bitch angels or Jimmy Stewart's voice? How about Bert and Ernie? Did Jim Henson rip them from this movie? Did this movie start that too? Let us know. We'd yes. love to hear from you. And while you're emailing us, make sure you email us a suggestion for our customer appreciation episode. That's right, customer. We're episode. number 96. And 94. Come on. 94. We're number 94. We got ranked 94 out of the top 100 nice. movie review podcasts. I saw that article. That's right. Because you sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have one more week from the time this airs to get those in. December 31st. Make sure you email us. We've got a few uh, requests coming in, but we'd love a lot more. Uh, also, don't forget about our Tournament of Champions, our sister show where we rate and review the likability and or fighting ability of completely fictional characters, and it really amounts to nothing at all. <laughs> it's a lot but of fun. Does anything. Does, does anything. Does anything mean anything, <laughs> Nick? Uh, we put up polls on our Twitter and Facebook pages where you get to decide which character from each movie makes it into the tournament, and then also other polls where you vote how the battles end yeah. up. I, I could not have said that worse if I tried. That was terrible. <laughs> this is a good podcast. This is, this, this is how you make it to 94. <laughs> Join us next week as we return to our regular, regular alphabetical schedule and we watch a baby fight a raccoon in Incredibles 2. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony. Well, not Manny anymore. Elise, Jake, and Alana. And thanks for rewatching. Merry Christmas. Fucking her in the belly button. Did you wash your hands? With soap? Did you dry them? What? Is this all vegetables? Who wanted all vegetables? I did. So, are we going to talk about it? What? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Mom's new job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes, and Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? <clears throat> Whoa! I like Mom's new job! Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. supposed to do it dad they want us to do it this i don't way. know that way why would they change math math is math okay, math dad. is math hello hey honey how are the kids everything's great is she having adolescence and jack jack he's in excellent health what the num num cooking oh, cooking Whoa, gay. That is freaky.
You know it's crazy, right? To help my family, I gotta leave it. To fix the law, I gotta break it. You've got to, so our kids can have that choice. Thank you, young man. Combustion imminent? What does that mean? It means fire, Robert. The screen slater interrupts this program for an important announcement. Suit up. It might get weird. I'll be there ASAP. Where you going ASAP? You better be back ASAP.